Talk Live, kicking off yet another episode here in what has been a two-week-long stay. We're not quite done with the two weeks. We're going to be done on Sunday here at Rogers Campground for ForkFest 2020, the uh, the longest ForkFest yet is a uh, two-week-long event started on the 22nd, although some people are starting it on the 29th this week. They just showed up here this week. We're moving towards the weekend where we're going to have Independence Day, complete with fireworks here at the campground uh, that they put on every year. So we're not doing the fireworks. The campground provides those, which will be fun. And then Aria is going to be putting on a concert with her new band, FUD, also on oh, yeah. Saturday evening. Uh, so you don't want to miss that. If you can come up and join us, please do. Go to ForkFest.Party to learn more about the event. It's Ian and Aria. And now joining us here on the third microphone. Nobody's here. Nobody is here. You've been here this whole time, actually. It's true. It's but true. I think you were a couple days uh, late arriving to ForkFest last week, but you got tied up at the house. Yeah, I got here Tuesday evening, and I've been pretty much drunk since. Um, (laughs) Which is unusual for you. You don't drink that much these days. I don't usually. Um, But this has been my week to... uh, I I don't know that I've been that drunk. I haven't been, like, roaring drunk. I've just been... uh, well, ladies' night out can help with that. We're selling wine for $2 a cup as of today. Oh, okay. Well, Uh, We only take cryptocurrency, though. Oh, really? No goldbacks? We'll take goldbacks. Okay, so you take one goldback for a cup. I guess I should say we do not take... Dirty war money. Fiat money. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good so what do you take? Uh, gold, silver, cryptocurrency. Okay, but what was the amount? Uh, $2. Okay. For a glass of wine. But you don't take dollars. No. we don't. Well, So we, it's $2 uh, that you uh, won't uh, take. Right, he's pointing okay. out you keep using the term dollars. Well, it's okay. It's true. We, then point zero one Bitcoin cash or whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Or whatever. The USD is a useful unit of measurement. It's just not a good currency. What does the yeah. USD measure? Value. Does it? That's what all. That's what. Yeah. That's <laughs> what For all now, money until people start talking about value in terms of Bitcoin, then yeah, yeah we're not. We haven't crossed that uh, that threshold yet, unfortunately. But there has. I can been also a, say one gold back for a cup back. of wine, but yep. I mean that's in, in that case you're paying a little bit you're, you're more. You're paying than a little yeah. over. Yeah. You're, you're paying a lot over. Uh, not so much. It's still only three. Like three USD is what it comes out to. That's not bad. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah, well, it's 150 percent. That's 100 well, percent above two. Huh? Three would be 100% more than two. It would, it would be 50%, 50%. Oh, it would be 50%. More. You're right. Yep. That's right. All right. Well, if you're going to haggle okay. over a dollar, I, I don't want to sell yeah. you wine anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ladies' Night Out is a new tent. That did not exist. A new during... tent? No, it's not nude, uh, but it okay. is new, as in it was not here a week ago. I mean, it's questions like that that caused Ladies' Night Out to become a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's the history of Ladies' Night Out, uh, Ari? It's new this new this year. It never is existed. new. This is the first year for it. It's, it's not new as, this week, as in it wasn't there last week. Yeah, and it's not as big as we'd like. Um, I'm going to try to, you know, pick. That's I, what well, they I all can't say. Pick anything, but <laughs> I'm going to try to nominate someone to actually just like head this up, head up the organizing of the event and all of that. Because mm-hmm. at the moment, there's like nine of us doing it. And only one person. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, and only one person is actually like here doing. Okay, anything that was with misogynistic. It. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like right now, there's the sex and disability talk, which is happening just down the hill. Yep, with, I see uh, that. Chris Lopez, she is disabled. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but still wants you know to do things. 
Oh, presumably, I don't know what. I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't heard the talk. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard it either. But she did post about it in the Forkfest Telegram chat, which is uh, one way that people are communicating with each other here on the campground because we actually do have fairly decent uh, internet connection up here. And she joined that chat room just a few moments ago and did uh, did make an announcement. I'm trying to find it here. It's rather give her summary rather than trying to. Uh, to explain what it is again without having seen the the, the presentation, but it's a great uh, great time, great excuse to be out here in the in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. We got new faces actually showing up here today. Uh, Lord Porcupine from the uh, LRN FM Discord server it just arrived today. Welcome, guys. Uh, good to have hey. you here. We got a live studio audience as we are recording uh, this episode. Now it is are actually, those new faces, though. I think those are the same faces they had last time I saw them. They're new, as in they weren't here yesterday. Oh, okay, groovy. Yeah. So, meaning <laughs> there's been new people who've been showing up over the last few days here at uh, the second week of Forkfest. So, people who didn't come at all for the first week are now showing up for uh, for week number two. Nice, yeah. nice. So that's cool. And uh, you can go to ForkFest.Party and learn more about uh, this event. There's some cool stuff happening here. We've got a few people still cooking. Uh, Matt Roach is here doing doing chili. Yep. Uh, let's see. D- Silver Dave served us a very fancy dinner last night. What did we have? There was oh, uh, God, lemon crab, lemon pepper, salmon. It yeah. was freaking fantastic. It, it's yeah. not food you expect to find on a campground, no. but it's here, and it's amazing. Um, and and L&O is doing, uh, this latest night out, is yep. doing barbecue mac and cheese tonight. Excellent. So there's going to be choices tonight. Of course, uh, Mikey's been here since the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and he's been offering uh, various different foods. So that's actually one of the perks of doing the Fork Fest after the Porcupine Freedom Festival or doing the, the full week of, of Fork Fest, because arguably it is actually week two of, of Fork Fest, but the Fork Fest only week afterwards, because at the very beginning of uh, Fork Fest, it's a slow start because you're starting from zero. But if you go after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, then you still have a few people who are here who were there the previous week. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this yeah. turns out. This is an experimental week. It weeds out the week. There's plenty of weed on the uh, the campground. It's true. It's true. But but the week flee yes. after the first week. That's right. Yeah, you've got to be hardcore uh, to stay for two weeks, right? Yeah, it's it's true. So, you know, all the all all the week ones are gone now, only the uh the best of the best, the cream of the yeah, crop. Yeah, the survivors. Well and and if you and if two weeks and look, two weeks is a long time. So I mean people a lot of people they got jobs, they got work, they gotta go out and do things. Uh, but if you can do a ten day, I think the best approach is to go for the last few days of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, because those are the big days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, those are the big days at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and then stay for the full next week of Fork Fest and stay on in through uh, the 4th of July on Independence Day celebration. That's the way it should be done, I think. Yeah, this ideally, the July the 4th weekend will become the biggest weekend period for Rogers Campground, which would obviously involve Fork Fest happening concurrently. So, Indeed. I mean, that would, I mean, that makes the most sense. And it seems like there will be a slow migration toward that over the next few years. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Yeah, because, um, you know, whatever whatever happens to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, we can keep doing this at the same time frame. Because, I don't know, maybe they'll fold up shop and call it quits for next year, but I doubt it. They had a really good event uh, this year. They made the right choice to decentralize the camping area. So, basically, yeah. the whole camping area was unregulated by the Free State Project. They only had the Porcupine Freedom Festival down by the pavilion. And so the rest of this was technically Fork Fest. Yeah. So I, I actually paid for their event. It's the mm-hmm. first time I've so done that in quite a while. They let me buy a ticket with gold nice. packs, actually. I paid gold. Groovy, groovy. Yeah. So, hey, nobody, um, 
what's it been like here running a campaign on the uh, the, the grounds? You've got your elect. Nobody, nobody remembers. <laughs> You've got your. <laughs> <laughs> he did say he had been drinking a lot. He so. did. It's he did. true. You've got your elect nobody signs up though, and it's uh, true. they they were around and about during the last week. They're on a few different campsites right now, even during uh, the, the this week. Yeah, uh, I've had a lot of interest in those. A lot of support. And, it seems uh, like. Yep. Yep. I've had a. I've had. A lot of people are telling me that my signs will be going up all over New Hampshire. So, so some people so, have taken the signs home with them. Then. Yes. You've given some yes. away. Okay, great. Yeah. They've, uh, and, and some people were picking up signs on mm-hmm. their way out. So, like, their sole purpose was to display great. them at home. Uh, some of those people are in, like, Massachusetts, but some uh. are not. And, well, it's okay. Because, they should pay for the sign. If they're, if they're not in New Hampshire, they should pay As a for matter it. of fact, the guys in uh, in Massachusetts did donate. Okay, good. Because um, those are not cheap signs. I think they're. I mean, they came from a, yeah. a website called Cheap Signs or something like that. But signs on the cheap. I ended up yeah. using it as well. They, they, yeah. It still adds up. I think we paid what, like five hundred dollars for two hundred of them or something like that. Yeah. Which um, is pretty cheap for a sign. For a, yeah. I mean, yeah. Been, it was one hundred twenty. Little... It might have been one hundred. I think it was one hundred and twenty of them. It wasn't two hundred. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, you've been getting positive response. Maybe what nobody should do is encourage people to take photos of their campaign sign in wherever it is they place it. So, like, their front yard or whatever, share it on social media yeah. with, like, the hashtag elect nobody. I, I like that plan. Yeah. I, I will have to do that. I'm not on any social media. I guess I could go back on Twitter. Well, that doesn't that, just because you're not on social media doesn't mean they aren't. The idea is True. they put in hashtag elect nobody. And show them show their support basically for your campaign. True. I should get them to. Uh, I should probably create an item on the electnobody.com site also, though. Good for idea. People to post and upload. More coming up here in moments. We're at Forkfest. You can go to Forkfest.party. This is Free Talk Live. Talk live. We're here at Forkfest 2020. I uh, got a live studio audience here in the middle of Tuesday. What well, is now Tuesday as we're recording this? You're hearing this on Thursday night. No, uh, so welcome to you, the listener, not you, the the co-host. Oh, okay, groovy. Uh, I was gonna say I thought you were sending this out to me through time and space. It's it wasn't not gotten working. that crazy yet. Okay, that could groovy. happen tonight though. Uh, rumors well, are it if might we can find tonight. some mushrooms. Yeah. yeah, that's the rumors are that, that <laughs> someone has found mushrooms, and uh, we'll see. Uh, so with you tonight, it's Ian. Are you? Nobody. And don't forget to check out electnobody.com for more of what's going on with his campaign for governor. We were just talking about uh, you hitting the campground here. You've got your campaign signs. People have been taking them home as they've been going home. Yeah. Well, those that were attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival, for uh, for instance. And uh, you are trying to displace the incumbent, whose uh, name is Chris Sununu. He is uh, an authoritarian monster who has just absolutely burned a lot of bridges with a lot of his supporters over the last two or three months with this COVID crackdown and the lockdown. He's really pissed a lot of people off. Um, you know, how's it been going doing the campaigning so far? Well, you know, nobody's irritated about the lockdown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, nobody thinks it's a good idea. Nobody's going to do that kind of stuff when I'm in office, that's for sure. Indeed. Um, you know, it, uh, assessment of risk is a very personal thing. Everybody has their own appetite for risk. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own perception of risk. And risk is by nature uncertain. To, so to force your uncertainties on other people is... You know, completely 
unjustified. The whole idea of evolution is people who make bad decisions die and people who make good decisions live, and that's how we end up with humans who make good decisions. So, you know, I don't care if the facts... I don't, I don't care about the facts. I care about the freedom of the people to make their own choice, and it's up to them to determine what they believe the facts are. And that's especially important in an uh, atmosphere where nobody tells the truth, and that has been, uh, you know, that's Trump's America and Obama's America and Bush's Omer- America mm-hmm. and Clinton's America. Uh, by the way, I do want to interject here that Intercoin is a sponsor. They have programmable coins that are designed to help groups raise money for a new project or initiative in a way that's compliant with regulations, if that's what you want to do. Coins can represent securities that obey individual rules, like not being sold to U.S. residents for 40 days. Purchased coins can contain rules that govern how they're to be spent and when they can be cashed out. And Intercoin itself is designed to provide full trustless liquidity between any currency pairs, removing the need to list coins on exchanges to enable secondary trading. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and in meat space. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live, so important that we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important, too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. Intercoin.org. As uh, we continue, you know, there's stuff in the news. Uh, we, We don't pay a whole lot of attention to the news when we're out here but every now and then we'll kind of poke in and see what's going on in the world outside of rogers because this is our own little world here in the, in the two it weeks is that definitely we're here. that yeah it's easy yeah. to get lost in conversation and just you know never find out what's happening in the rest of the world but uh, apparently in the rest of the united states there's a massive number of state gangs that are now pausing or rolling back their so-called reopening plans According to CNN.com, as the U.S. sees a surge in coronavirus cases across the country. So if you thought it was over, no, no. This is ridiculous, right? Uh, So even if there is a surge of coronavirus cases, this Mm -hmm. is inevitably going to happen. We cannot stay locked down forever. Oh, they think you can. (laughs) People will starve. Well, The economy will collapse. Let them eat cake. That's more or less what they're saying about this. That's the famous response to that. The people have no bread. Let them eat cake. Well, they will open the grocery stores and and stuff one way or another once Mm -hmm. they start starving. But this this idea that we can just stay locked down for another two weeks and then we can reopen a coronavirus will magically be gone. Oh, it's not going to be two more weeks. Yeah. Well, that's just it. I mean, people are going to keep getting this virus because if they've been locked down and then they go out, they're going to be more likely to encounter it. And, of course, most people will survive it. The supermajority of people will survive it. But logic has not applied to this whole coronavirus situation. It's pure fear. It's pure emotion. And and as we pointed out previously, because the government gangs have gotten away with this, they got away with it once. That means they're going to get away with it again. And the only thing that's going to stop them from getting away with it is mass civil disobedience and mass non-cooperation with these government edicts. And that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing mass obedience. We're seeing people doing exactly what they're being told to do in many places like Massachusetts, uh, in New York State and these other states. Now, apparently, uh, Arizona, according to Tim Pichot yesterday on, on or rather on yesterday's show. Um, and you know, Nevada. all these different states, Nevada, oh, it was it Nevada or was it Vegas? Oh, I don't know. Vegas. We know they, Vegas they put down, Nevada. 
Well, but Vegas apparently put in a mandatory mask order. Oh, really? Uh, as of last week, uh, yeah, last Friday. I think but it a was. friend of mine in Vegas says they're not arresting people over it. Supposedly, yeah. well, now they were. Are they citing people over it? That's the question. I, I'm not going to uh, pay it if they cite me yeah, for I'm it not, either. I'm not either. <laughs> so, I but mean, they can tell me to pay them whatever they want. But most people are doing yeah. what they're told, and so as long as people keep obeying, the government gang will continue to crack down. They will continue to come up with more rules, and it will all be completely arbitrary. They'll they'll try to claim that they're trying to help people and and save people, but the reality is they're destroying people's lives. They're destroying the economy, and now it's at least 14 states that are uh, rolling back their reopening plans or pausing them. With July 4th celebrations approaching, says CNN, officials are trying not to repeat scenes from Memorial Day when thousands flocked to beaches, bars, and parties, while experts caution that crowds could lead to spikes in cases down the road. I hate experts. Is the government really so non-self-aware that they would attempt to lock down states for Independence Day? That seems to be what's going on. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, that self that unself-aware. Well, most people don't call it Independence Day anyway, so it's not like they really remember what the holiday's about. Sure. I, well, I mean, the, the whole jingoist patriotism thing is pretty strong in, in the United States. I, I think, but it doesn't have to do with independence. the The flag waving goes on. But it's not about independence sure. anymore. It's no. about it's the Fourth of July, and you can have a barbecue. Mm. That's all it is. That's it's all about it's a come new to. Independence. Yeah, and now they're proving it. Now the lockdowns are continuing and getting even stronger uh, during Independence Day weekend. Your I'm just saying, if you want some really pretty fireworks, mine. find a Capitol building to burn down or a police station or something. That would yeah. be fun. If only I the, would go to that event. If only I that would not. Continued. But I'm not a fan of the destruction of state property. Oh, I don't care about destroying state property because you know you already own it, so you might as well destroy it if it's yours, right? I'll definitely roast some marshmallows if they burn down a, po- a police station in New Hampshire. I'm just saying those would be the best Independence Day fireworks. I see what you're saying there. The uh, risk of keeping bars and restaurants open is exemplified by a bar in East Lansing, Michigan, where 85 people contracted COVID-19 after visiting early this month. How many? 85. And Lansing is the capital of Michigan, is it not? Uh, yeah. Okay. So 85 people throughout the entire capital city. Yeah, that's... uh... They claim it was this one bar uh, in Lansing. Even states with low case counts have readjusted their reopening plans. Monday, New Jersey decided against resuming indoor dining. And New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said a decision on whether uh, New York City could resume indoor dining would be made by Wednesday. We'll continue uh, with more about the COVID crackdown. It's getting worse. Free talk. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. It's Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2020. Go to ForkFest.party. You can learn more about the event there. You've still got plenty of time to come up and join us at the beautiful Rogers Campground in the White Mountains. Splendid view today. A little, little foggy over the mountains right now, but mostly clear. Uh, here is a nice overcast day, a little bit of sun peeking out from time to time. Uh, come on up and join us. Go to ForkFest.party. We're here until Sunday. 
and Ian Aria and nobody in our remote studio. Nobody, you've been here for uh, I think over a week or about a week at this point. It is yeah. uh, Tuesday afternoon as we're recording this Thursday episode. Looks like you've been having a good time. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of things people... are a little foggy in my head too. Indeed, that's usually evidence of uh, a good time that has been had. But unfortunately, good times are not being had in about 14 states right now where the government gangs... Well, they were had last weekend, and now the government's like, oh, no, nope, we no, let you have a good time? No. No more good times. Oh. We were going we to let you back out of your cage, people, but now we're going to put you back in. Uh, according to the AP version of the story, I had the CNN one before. This one is about Arizona. The uh, Republican governor has now shut down bars, movie theaters, gyms, and water parks on Monday. And so-called leaders, they're not leaders, they're scum, in several states <laughs> ordered residents to wear masks in public in a dramatic course reversal amid an alarming resurgence of coronavirus cases nationwide. Nobody is alarmed. Among those implementing the face-covering orders is the city of Jacksonville, Florida, where mask-averse President Donald Trump plans to accept the Republican nomination in August. Trump has refused to wear a mask during visits to states and businesses that require them. So The kudos. one good thing that Trump has done correctly. Yep, and every he, now and then. He is a pretty good, he's pretty good at trolling the liberals, it's true. too. It, it, he makes them cry, and it's funny to see. Arizona I, Governor Doug Ducey's order went into effect immediately and for at least 30 days. So in, oh in Arizona, God. no bars, no movie theaters, no gyms, no water parks uh, for at least 30 days. He ordered public schools. So, so my suggestion for the people of Arizona would be to go to Walmart, buy some slip and slides, and set them up at the governor's mansion. Mm, that's yes. a great idea. That's a great, your own little water park great there. protest. Most Arizona, or uh, he also ordered public schools to delay the start of classes until at least August seventeenth. Hey, that's good. Most Arizona bars and nightclubs opened after their stay at the governor's stay-at-home order. Closure uh, business closure orders were allowed to expire in mid-May, so they've been open for the last month and a half, and now they're closed again. So you were closed initially. If you're a bar owner, if you're a restaurant owner, there in Arizona. Or I guess bars. They didn't specify restaurants, but uh, I imagine they're they're cracking down on on restaurants in some way. But you got to open for four weeks, five weeks, and now it's closure time again. So how can That's you? That's enough work for you. How yeah? How could you possibly survive? Uh, you know, as a business owner in these fits and starts at this point, you can't even consistently keep your guns out of the National Guard armory and selling them on the black market. Yeah, you can't even consistently keep your <laughs> doors open. Your customers won't know if you're open or closed. They're just going to start presuming you're closed and forget about you and go and get their uh, their alcohol somewhere else. Perhaps at a speakeasy that some fortunate neighbor of theirs has set up. That's what it's going to come down to. Uh, we interviewed a young lady earlier this week about organizing speakeasies in uh, in Los Angeles. Arizona health officials reported more than 3,800 confirmed cases Sunday, the most reported in a single day in the state so far. And they say they are expecting the numbers next week will be worse. The state's not alone in its reversal. Texas, Florida, and California are backtracking. Once again, closing beaches and bars, in some cases amid a resurgence of the virus. New Jersey's or governor... possibly the economy. Yep. Uh, it's not going to get better, that's for sure. New Jersey's governor announced he is postponing the restarting of indoor dining at restaurants because people have not been wearing face masks or complying with recommendations you can't wear a face mask while eating you idiot it's does, true does he really need this explained to him people people he's got a fork in his mouth he's not wearing a mask 
And he's mad because you're not complying with recommendations for social distancing. Well, they're recommendations. I recommend he stop recommending things. It's but you're not doing it, so they're mad. And now he's going to postpone indoor dining in Jersey. Democratic governors in Oregon and Kansas said Monday they will be requiring people to wear face masks. Oregon Governor Kate Brown's order will require people to wear face coverings in indoor public spaces starting on Wednesday. Oregon? Correct. Wasn't Oregon. that one of the states that was... No, I was thinking South Dakota, the governor, was good. Maybe. Yeah, Oregon, no good. Okay. Uh, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly said she'll issue an executive order mandating the use of masks in stores and shops, restaurants, and in any situation where social distancing cannot be maintained, including outdoors. The order goes into effect on Friday. Quote, the evidence should not, could not be clearer. Wearing a mask is not only safe, but it is necessary to avoid another shutdown. So look. If you don't want us to shut down the economy completely, you put on a mask. Well, I'm I, I'm not going to put on a mask. And I'm not going to shut down my business. Nor, yeah. Well, and <laughs> thankfully we're in New Hampshire where I, mean, I this don't. This resurgence should actually be a strong catalyst for people to move to New Hampshire. I sure hope so. I mean, hello, libertarians. If this isn't a wake-up call for you, I don't know what is. What more do you need? They've closed your business. They've they forced you to wear clothing, you know, that you may or may not want to wear. I mean, they're telling you what your style They've now has to be, right? They've been forcing to wear clothing for years. That's true. On your <laughs> face, though. Clothing on your face. Okay. okay. <laughs> somebody just, th- Chris okay. Wade just threw his shirt off here. Could at the, somebody uh, make Chris wear some clothes? <laughs> Where's the governor when you need him? I'm busting your balls, it's bro. Fine, it's I'm fine. busting your balls. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> they did. Uh, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival did request someone put on some clothes. Did though. they? Yeah. Well, there was a naturalist here, and he was walking around. Was naked. it Dylan? Yeah, I, I think it was, was Dylan. Nice. But, you know, it's it's unfortunate because, uh, I mean, there used to be a girl who suntanned naked here mm-hmm. ev- every morning, and no one ever complained. But here comes this dude walking around. Oh, no. And he was strict naked, like totally naked? I, don't, I didn't see him. Because previously uh, he, was he had, had a loincloth I, I believe he was wearing a banana hammock. Okay, nice. Um, <laughs> did he okay, put so, clothes so, on, or did they just request it and he uh, politely declined? I do not know how it turned out. <laughs> I don't know how that turned out either, but I saw Dylan this year, and he was wearing clothes. Gotcha. And this Which was this year? Didn't it was this it. year. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was a couple years ago. I'm sure it's happened repeatedly. Mm. I mean, but I mean, it was the same freedom, guy, though. You I know, think. he's free to walk around naked and you're free to look away. He should be. Or you're at free least. to stare. Do what you want. Mm. So, uh, so, and then the big question is, what is Sununu, who's the governor, his excellency here in New Hampshire, is he going to reverse course or is it too politically unpopular for him to do that here in New Hampshire? It would be more politically unpopular if we had more libertarians in New Hampshire. Well, it it would, but it's pretty unpopular now. I notice that now there's a town a half an hour away from here where, like, everybody was wearing masks. But when I go down the road into uh, – what's this town right here? Lancaster. When I go down the road into Lancaster – People at work are wearing masks because it's corporate policy, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm not seeing a lot of people on the street wearing masks. And what I do see is people who are kind of wearing masks, but they have like a mask around their neck. Which, and they put know, it on when they go in the, the shops and then they take right, it off when they come out. Right. So it's so it's a matter of, uh, you know, again, being sensitive to corporate policy. Um, more, more, I think, than it is legitimate fear. But interestingly, a, a half an hour down the road, 
I saw a whole bunch of people, all of whom seemed to be wearing masks, like families on the street. Hmm. Uh, was that at the farmer's market? Um, it was, well, it was on, it was over in, uh, Littleton. Okay. Which is bigger than, yeah. uh, uh, you know, it's a little ten, but it's 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 bigger than bigger than Lancaster. Um, and so I was wondering whether those were tourists or a lot of tourists, which would be funny if they'd exported their masks from uh, from Massachusetts. Hmm. But I could not tell. Uh, in Texas, a group of bar owners sued on Monday to try to overturn Republican Governor Greg Abbott's order closing their businesses. Nice. They contend Abbott doesn't have the authority, and they complain that other businesses, such as nail salons and tattoo studios, remain open. Jared Woodfill, the attorney for their uh, for the owners of the bar, says, quote, Gover- uh, Governor Abbott continues to act like a king. He's unilaterally destroying our co- economy and trampling on our constitutional rights. They should call him His Excellency. I wouldn't surprise me if they do. I, I, I suspect that Sununu is not the only one with that uh, that particular title. I mean, if they want to take this to court and fight it out there, I mean, that's one approach. I would rather them just, you know, agree. Okay, well, we're, we're going to open anyway. Screw them. There's more coming up here in moments. We'll continue the, uh, the mass crackdown discussion. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. We're here at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of northern New Hampshire for Fork Fest. You can go to ForkFest.Party and learn more about the event. Come on up here and join us if you're in New England uh, and you can be here for this weekend. I think it's going to be worth the trip. It's going to be a good time. I think so. There's still plenty of time to get up here, and there's a lot happening this weekend that is going to be fun. I mean, even if it's not all ForkFest, it's still going to be a great time. Yeah, I think so, too. Ian, Aria, and nobody in the studio here remotely. We've been commenting on this not surprising news that, oh, guess what? The government people have decided that uh, they're going to just keep cracking down. Oh, they, you thought they were going to let you back out of your cage. You thought they were going to let you reopen your business. No, no, no. Not if you're a bar owner. Uh, sorry, you got to go back. Close your doors. Can't let anybody come in and actually make choices for themselves. No, people aren't putting on enough masks, say these governor goons. They say, because you aren't obeying, we're going to just have to make life more difficult on you. And that's actually what's uh, going on in various different states. Uh, there's a little bit of good news out of Texas where some bar owners are actually suing the Republican governor over the, uh, the this most recent order of them having their businesses reclosed down. So maybe they'll have some success there. But meanwhile, what are you going to do? Well, there's some things you can get out of the house and do if you are willing to travel. Anarcho Vegas and Crypto Vegas Conference, they're happening coming up in July or this month, I guess. Uh, July 18th and 19th, you can join Free Talk Live in Vegas. You'll be able to see some great speakers there at Crypto Vegas and Anarcho Vegas. The organizers were here at this festival, and they had a great time here. So we're looking forward to seeing them out in Vegas. There's going to be some big names like Juan Galt, Anastasia Sergevina, Lynn Ulbricht, Jim Bell, Elise Sam, uh, Float CEO Kingsley Edwards. Those are some of the speakers at Crypto Vegas. And then at Anarcho Vegas, you got Jim Bell, Larkin Rose, Ovens O'Brien, G. Edward Griffin, Walter Block, Amanda Rockwitz, Ernie Hancock, and more. $20.20 a day. That's all it costs to attend Crypto Vegas and Anarcho Vegas. So go to anarchovegas.com and cryptovegasconference.com. You can also use code FTL. You'll get 10 percent off vip tickets we can't give you a discount on the regular tickets because twenty dollars and twenty cents is as cheap as a convention can get so it's i'm looking forward to attending that particular event 
presuming we're not arrested for not wearing masks. Well, it seems unlikely uh, that we'll be arrested for that. But hey, Vegas. who knows? It does seem unlikely. But you never know what some psycho cop is going to do because they got a badge and they and that power goes right to their head. And driving is really no safer. I was thinking of driving down for oh, really? that. And, uh, but the thing is, you're just as likely to get picked up in some small town where mm-hmm. they're doing, you know, full body condoms. And <laughs> <laughs> this the, is also a good point. This you is know, all contingent upon whether or not you're able to make it, Ian. Because what's contingent upon that? Uh, getting arrested in Vegas. Well, you could get arrested if I don't make it to Vegas. Oh, for sure. But we won't. Just me. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean by that? Because you won't well, be there. Well, if you're not oh, there, you won't get arrested. Well, Mark will be there. He'll probably wear a mask, yeah, though. Yeah, he will. I yeah, mean, he carries hand sanitizer in his pocket. The question, He's right. going to wear a mask. The, the Mark, question, Mark will generally go along to get along. The question <laughs> is, uh, you know, whether or not I will be able to get on the airplane. And some people are saying I will, that basically I they're just so. they're making it sound like you have to wear a mask. But when, a, when it comes down to it, they won't stop you. Uh, we'll see. If they do, then I'll turn around and I won't go to Vegas. But because uh, I'm not, gonna, I'd, I'm not I'd putting a mask on. I'd want to come up with something creative. Like I have a medical dis- medical condition that prevents me from wearing a mask. What is it? Oh, uh, oppositional defiance disorder. <laughs> you just piss me off. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That's the thing. They probably won't ask what it is. I don't think it's legal for well, them. Well, legally to, they to do can't that. because yeah. it's a HEPA violation. Right. But if there's one thing we know about the uh, government is that they are notably ungoverned. Well, the uh, the Texas governor, again, ordering bars to close again. Uh, he's found an ally in Democratic New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. So, again, the Republican governor in Texas is now being praised by the Democratic governor of New York, saying that Abbott's on the right path, adding that Trump should order the wearing of masks. So he wants to see a nationwide mask order from the federal government. See, I'm wondering how much of this pandemic was just a matter of getting Trump. I think that's a part of it. Getting him, like I mean, getting him him? as in crashing the economy, impoverishing Mm -hmm. people, Mm. completely crippling us in order to uh, make a politician they don't like look bad. Well, it's not like Trump wasn't uh, not that he didn't look bad to me before. But, but and it's not like he wasn't playing a role in this. I mean, he didn't, you know, get up there and actively oppose these lockdowns. He didn't get up there and, you know, do anything to really significantly stop this from happening in any way. But shape, he or form. also didn't take a big leadership role in this. This seems all all of this. Seems Are you kidding? Like he was doing was press done... conferences every single day for like two hours yeah, a day about without this. wearing a mask. True. Without saying you should wear masks, well saying that, that you should take this uh, this freaking drug that they don't want us to take, presumably mm-hmm. because it works. Um, so it seems like to some extent he's my impression of what he's been doing has been kind of minimalist. Don't get lynched kind of kind of things. Hmm. Um, I, and maybe that's maybe so you think my he's trying to like make well. it look like he's doing something, but he's not really. Uh, Is that the idea? Yeah, like he's dragging his feet on doing something. He's mm. not. When you think about what what do I associate with Donald Trump, the first thing would be rash overreaction. So mm. I would expect him, if if he was on board with this thing, 
to be way out ahead of it saying, no, no, we have to do more. We have to beat the virus and we take it into custody. Uh, yeah. But he's not saying any of that. You're right. He has not gone to the max. Yeah. And that's true. And that's his personality is mm-hmm. to go to the max. So mm. when he doesn't go to the max, I see him going to the min. So, you know, somewhat well, he's going to get- I mean, I compared to what he could have done i've liked trump better than i expected to throughout this through this thing. okay um right. nobody likes trump yeah well uh, <laughs> I, okay better than i expected to is not high praise <laughs> um <laughs> that's what we call damning by false faint praise yeah. um but but nonetheless you know he uh just like i acknowledge that my opponent did some good things in office. Mm-hmm. He he vetoed the gun bans, and I am grateful to him for that. It just wasn't enough. Um, you know, well, I will acknowledge, you know, Trump has done some things right, just not many, you know. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting election season, that's for sure, because obviously this is going to be a key issue uh, uh, between the the various different candidates that are running, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they you know talk about what they want to do in the future. And... Oh well, Karen has great friends in the police department, so we can expect you know. Oh, you're talking about the governor? Oh, I was thinking thanks, national, but Karen. Yeah, sorry. yeah, but yeah. no, you're referring to Karen <laughs> Testerman, who we had on a yeah. couple of days ago on Free Talk Live, who is your opponent, nobody in the Republican primary. I thought Eric Cartman killed them. I don't what? know. I don't know about that. Eric Testerman was the uh, there was an oh, that episode was of South. That was Tenerman. oh, was it Tenerman? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought it was Testerman. Okay, okay. gotcha. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was in the episode where he killed the kids' parents and then fed them to him. Yes, <laughs> in Chile. Wow. Yeah, it was called. Uh, it was South Park. I mean, somebody yeah. Testerman must die. Scott Tenerman. Scott. Yeah. yeah. Okay. According to the story here at the AP, even the Republicans are begging. Pence and Trump to come on board with masks. One of Cuomo's Republican counterparts, Utah Governor Gary Herbert, on a conference call with Mike Pence and uh, members of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, also asked Pence and Trump to issue a national call to wear masks. Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis opposed a statewide mask requirement, but said in response to Jacksonville's actions that he will support local authorities who are doing what they think is appropriate. In recent weeks, Republicans moved some of the convention pageantry. So does this hold true in reverse? Like if his if local authorities within his state were like, no, we're just going to reopen and, you know, live life normally. Would he let that happen? Would he support that? I don't know. Well, it would certainly be less onerous if it were more of a local localized thing, because, you know, if you didn't want to wear a mask, you could always drive one town over. So what had happened in uh, to the Republican convention is apparently they moved it to Jacksonville after the governor of North Carolina, who's a Democrat, objected to the holding of a large gathering in Charlotte without social distancing <laughs> measures. Then, after they moved it to Jacksonville, the mayor of Jacksonville said there would be no mask requirement, but city officials announced on Monday uh, that coverings must be worn in, quote, situations where individuals cannot socially distance. So they are going to be bringing a mask requirement in on Jacksonville. It's just, just, it's just overwhelming trying to keep track of all this. Uh, there's so many states where the crackdowns are continuing. It's just, just so sad, and I hope that people will disobey. I hope that people will not go along That's with this. That's the only way to fix this. That's yeah. the only thing that can solve this. And if you're in a place where the people won't be with you if you do disobey, consider being somewhere else. Like in New Hampshire. Yeah. 
We will be with you. Come yes. and disobey with, with us. us. We will join you. We will egg you on. <laughs> we'll, we'll send you nice notes in jail uh, if, if it comes to that. Absolutely. Um, Hey, uh, You're go- really selling this New Hampshire thing there, Rich. Hey, Excuse me, nobody. Those are more coming up here. Hang on, guys. we got one on the way. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> We're at ForkFest. Hour number two is coming up. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. Is Free Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2020 on, I think it's actually day 10. I might have called it day 9 earlier, or maybe we were recording yesterday's show. All the days are a bit of a blend uh, to some extent. I we, mean, it really doesn't help that we're doing these shows in advance, so it's like, okay, we're doing the Thursday show, but right. it's, it's Tuesday. And we've been doing like a, a fraction of one show one day and then a fraction of another show the same day. So even though it's Tuesday, we've recorded a bit of Wednesday and a bit of Thursday's uh, show. So we're, we're here, though, and <laughs> we are keeping it together for the most part. Uh, you can come and join us. Go to ForkFest.Party, and you can learn more about the event there. And what we've been doing here today, actually throughout the last week and a half, we've been interviewing a lot of different people who we don't really have on the show very often. Today we're changing up. We're having the people on we have on the show pretty often, although this one, Vincent, uh, is here with us. It's been a few weeks, Vincent, since you've last been on Free Talk Live. You have left the Keene area. Yes, yes, I've... Uh done what most college students are doing now and i moved back in with my parents although i I want to dispel all of these uh these rumors saying that i'm living in my mother's basement that is not true i'm living in my father's attic get it right that's much better actually no it's not it's the summertime right so it's probably pretty hot up oh yeah yeah and i'm burning incense because uh you know i've i've uh, gotten into that lately and uh, it's it's pretty i mean you know it's not the best living but considering how uh you know coronavirus and this whole you know hoax and uh depression is ruining so many other lives i can't find a reason to complain except about my father so um you've been following you're, you're still doing your show by the way questioning authority uh you're doing it on saturday night still on lrn.fm and also you're doing your own uh live stream on d live and i believe is it twitch as well or just no D-Live? no not twitch just, just okay. d live d live.tv okay. forward slash qa vincent every vincent. every monday wednesday friday 11 wow. p.m eastern yeah i don't i don't want to you know i i it's a favor as a courtesy ian i don't want to uh compete you know, I don't want to uh, be competition Aww, for FTL. That's nice. Thanks for that. Oh, and, and good for you for keeping that, that schedule. Monday, that's actually more shows than you were doing when you were in uh, college, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you, you went through the uh, 
the extra lame-o graduation that we've seen uh, happening. Now, I guess you didn't get, like, yard signs like the high school students did. No. Have you seen those everywhere? Oh, it, yeah. Did I, anyone drive around with, like, congrats, Vincent, 2020 on it or anything? <laughs> no, no. My, my, no. If my dad were to have any sign, it'd be my son needs to get a job, or a real <laughs> job. Uh, but, no, we didn't do that thing, that stupid thing with a honking the horn. So oh, I got a yeah. lot of complaints from people in Keene saying, did you participate in that? I'm like, no, no. No, I didn't even know what was going on. I wouldn't want to. It's it's a shame. So uh, you've been watching real closely this Chaz situation, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, and it was like a week ago, I think, that we announced there was news saying that it was shutting down, that the, the Chaz, which has been, it, it really has only existed for like just under three weeks at this point. It was within about two weeks they'd announced that it was ending. Uh, the idea was that for whatever reason, Protests were going on in, in Seattle, of course, but what happened was the police left one of their precincts, apparently under orders of the mayor or something like that. When they left that precinct, people decided they were going to come in there and set up the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or the CHAZ, as it was called. And you've been following this very closely. What are, what's been happening? Uh, give us your opinion about it. Oh, goodness, where to begin? Uh, first and foremost, they renamed it to the CHOP now, which stands for Capitol Hill Occupation Protest. Because, organized protest. Or, excuse me, th- thank you. Organized protest. Well, from, because, from what, hold on. From what I understand, some people renamed it ba- yes. that, but others continued calling it the CHAZ. So it was actually a schism within the CHAZ. Uh, in that, not everyone agreed on what it should be called. Uh, yeah, that's a very good point. It's 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 de- it's it, it's an uh, it's like the worst mixture of decentralization and centralization. Where there's during the, it's in the evening or the daytime, there's different people running it. The reason why they wanted it to, be, or some people wanted it to be changed to Chop, is because it was uh, some of the original Black Lives Matter protesters were upset that the Chaz, which you know, people were calling like its own country, you know, because they, they use the term autonomous zone, was taking away from the message of the original Black Lives Matter protest. And so there's like any schism, if it could be, at least from my, um, from what I've seen, is this is very interesting where this whole story, usually I, you know, rely on news, n- you know, news articles and such and reports, but I was, ha- I had to rely on Twitter, right? What like mm-hmm. citizen journalists and streamers ha- were taking on the ground. So I, this, this has been a unique experience. Uh, so there's two groups. There's one yeah, of the original. You can't get good information from the media oh uh, no this. no especially not regarding this right, right. where it's just e- even the places that tell the truth to that uh, you know don't have too much of a spin there's very few details on mm-hmm. it and for for a reason they which which we'll get into later but there's sort of two main groups there's that, that i've that i've been able to gather i really wish i could be there in person but uh there's the black lives matter protesters and you know sort of like the og the original people who wanted it to be renamed to chop and aren't you know too into the whole autonomous thing and then there's the sort of like marxist tanky you know like an antifa hippie group that are really trying to um you know uh, bring uh, that try to like create the community of Chaz and sort of have their own little, I guess, like utopia, you know, Marxist utopia that relies exclusively on outside imports. <laughs> right, because they're not producing their own thing. They're oh, absolutely, getting donations, yeah. they, right? They tried to make a garden. Yeah, the No Cop Co-op is uh, runs entirely on donations. And, like, during streams, mm-hmm. I'd see what they serve. And it's, like, all the kind of stuff you'd expect at a Little League or Little Soccer um, uh, practice, right? What, you so, know, like, little... nachos and hot dogs and no, stuff? No, 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 not even. Well, I mean, there, there, are some, there are some street vendors. The food actually there looks very good. They have uh, Ben & Jerry's had a truck there. No, it's stuff like Little Debbie Cakes. Hmm. Um, uh, was a Capri Sun, you know. So I mean, and a lot of the people there, and I've seen they, they are a lot of them are childish. 
Uh, I've seen like a lot of these people, they just don't. I mean, you know, they, they, first off, they don't have jobs, which is why they're able right. to go there for so long. But uh, they tried to start a garden, and there's a lot of controversy regarding the garden. But uh, no matter what, if you see the picture of it, right? You know, normally I'm, I'm not an expert. I, I have a, a multimedia journalism degree. Yeah, you're not now. a gardener. Not, no, yeah, I'm not, I don't have an agriculture degree. But, you know, I know a little bit about gardening, right? You have mm-hmm. to have rows. You have to, you know, you have to plan out your garden. But in this case, their garden, which they did on city property, right? They just, you know, dug up um, some dirt. It was it was the worst organized garden I've ever wow. seen. It was, it's just they went to Lowe's or Home Depot, bought pre Pre, uh, pre, um, pre-potted plants, and then buried it in there. And then some homeless guy went on there and was dancing on it. But he had <laughs> he had two like kendo sticks, and so no one wanted to stop uh, him. Public property. The tragedy of the commons. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, to some some people, like we've heard about the warlord, which I mean, I could I could get into in, in further Raz detail. Raz Simone was Raz, his name, the SoundCloud right? mumblecore, uh, you know, mumble rap warlord. Yeah, um, he. It's like. You Which know, they, he denied, by the way. He denied being a warlord. It was some in the media, I guess, who were labeling him as that. Was there any evidence that he was actually threatening anyone in any oh, way? Oh, yeah, there's video of it. Yeah, I'd say warlord is too uh, glorious of a term. I'd say just general what thug is better. What was he doing? Better. So there's footage of him versus a, of, of him hitting a streamer, right? Someone was streaming, Ooh. and he, you know, there's, there's video footage of him punching him. And then the next day, wow. they, quote, made up and were smiling. But it's, it's very okay. easy to forgive someone when they have a, a crew of armed men, right? You know, there's video of Raz Simone walking around with rifles. Uh, the priest now, that right? you got to give him some credit for. I mean, uh, the, a lot of these Marxists are purportedly anti-gun, uh, but you've got people with guns who were guarding the uh, the Chaz entry points. Uh, there were there were people with like full on M14 rifles there. Oh yeah, they protecting had a, the Chaz. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, quote protecting. Uh, and I mean, I, 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 you know, I understand your point. I just don't have much sympathy for these people because they don't want, you know, they're for the government having guns. But they, you know, the people who went there, they considered themselves part of a government, right? Versus seeing, so the, the East Precinct is covered in graffiti. It was mm-hmm. covered in graffiti. And uh, on one of the first nights, I think it was the first week, there was a guy who was tagging over the graffiti, right? He was just, you know, spray painting. You know, the whole yeah. place is covered in graffiti. It's the whole place is trashed. And Raz Simone and his crew walk up and tell him that he shouldn't be doing that. And there's even a quote. They said, we're the police now. Well, well, he's not wrong. wrong. It's, I mean, it's come full circle. It's they're come, the you thugs, know, right? The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, and so during the night, Raz Simone and his crew would be in charge because mm-hmm. everyone's running around with guns. During the day, it was much more decentralized because obviously, if you're running around with guns, telling people what to do, it's not very good. There's even footage of Raz Simone handing out rifles to people. He said, "Who knows how to how to hold a gun?" And you know, some guy raises his hand. He pulls out of his Tesla, right? You know, Raz Simone is very wealthy. He received hmm. uh, uh, like tens of thousands of dollars from the city of Seattle a few years ago really? to. Um, yeah, to to establish some his music recording studio or whatever. Um, yeah, but government. I mean, if we, you know, I used to think that the city of Keene was a pushover with cops, you know, letting us have the Nike. Man, Keene ain't got nothing on Seattle. Yeah, right. You know, this mayor that they despise. We're trying to get her, you know, get her kicked out. They hate the whole system. I want you to tell me more. In. Stand by, okay? More about the mayor. What's going on uh, with the Chaz, Seattle? Uh, Vincent's been paying close attention to this, so we're going to get more of his assessment, and uh, we'll continue more from Forkfest coming up. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here in real life. Just go to forkfest.party to learn more about this event. It's going on through this weekend. back with more free talk live from uh, the beautiful white mountains of new hampshire at rogers campground for fork fest 
2020, the fourth ForkFest, and uh, it's been a good one so far. It's actually still Tuesday as we're recording this Thursday episode of the show, and uh, Vincent is here with us from Questioning Authority, and you're now seen on DLive. Uh, was it at DLive.tv slash QA Vincent? Yes. yes. Uh, you're doing a show there three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays, Friday, starting at 11 p.m. Eastern? Yes. All right, yes. so check him out there for more Thank of you. Vincent. You're doing uh, video-related, like you're showing clips and things like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's almost exclusively clips, yeah. And you've been following closely uh, what's been going on in the CHAZ, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. We're going to continue with that discussion, but I do want to remind you that Free Talk Live is brought to you by Divi. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of their relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org, D-I-V-I Project.org. So you were just telling us, Vincent, about this pushover mayor in Seattle who, uh, what were you trying to say there? Yeah, uh, Jen- Jenny Durkin, I believe her name is. So a lot of the, you know, the demands, there's a list of demands such mm-hmm. as defund the Seattle Police Department, if not just a totally A lot of them are, are decent uh, criminal justice demands. We actually went oh, over yeah, the, we actually went over that list of demands from the Chaz and there was like 19 criminal justice related ones. I think we only disagreed, quibbled, quibbled with a couple of them, but then they have like some crazy economic demands like, you know, free education, free uh, health care, free this, free that, like total, you know, communism or whatever. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. On the surface, I there's a lot of, like, regarding policing, there's a lot of legitimate demands. Yep. And, and uh, I, I've had a lot of negative things to say about the Chaz, but that by no means does that mean I'm pro-Seattle police right. or, or whatever. Because, I mean, my, my opinion, the police brought this on themselves. but And now, unfortunately, yes. we all have to, you know, us, us normal people have to pay the consequences of this. Uh, and, you know, there's been a few... I don't know about that. I'm not paying any consequences of what the police have brought on themselves. Well, I'm talking about the political consequences. I'm, t- I'm talking about in regards to Chaz, where you have business... You know, the police don't... So the police don't go... There's been a few shootings there, and the, you know, EMT... There's a lot of outrage because the, the ambulance wouldn't go into the autonomous zone, hmm. but it's because during an active shooter situation, the medics have to wait until the police are there, and the police... You know, one, the police aren't allowed in there, and then by the time, I heard the police were allowed in well they 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 weren't allowed it well there's no like central author well at at that time there was no central authority but what happened this is the first shooting right there's been Mm -hmm. i think four shootings in almost as many in almost as many days there's a shooting today how many people died because of the shootings i think two my because there's one today i think one person died today and then someone else died mm. at the hospital because they have these chop medics, which you're not you're not allowed to video record or interview or nothing. You're not allowed to get their faces on. Maybe mm. um, well, and, and that's good actually because it's it's a violation of a non-aggression principle to take a picture of someone without their consent, of course. Um, so, <laughs> False. And so, uh, yeah. That's so jo- I mean, that's a fork fest joke. There was oh. an argument between some people this morning about that. So, um, so, so uh, they uh, so the chop medics brought the guy there, and you know this guy's died, like he, he's he's shot and bleeding. Out. Out and they gave him CPR, right? You know, while 
<laughs> you know, he's bleeding out and they're giving. So if he's basically wow. anti chop medics, quote, he means Antifa, Ivor Bay, who just went on a wiki, red wiki how, or maybe they are nursing <laughs> students. Okay. Um, and so the police had to wait until they had enough people in order to go in sort of like as an armed group. And as soon as they entered the zone, people started screaming and yelling. And, and the, the chop medics brought the, you know, brought the shooting victims to the, to the hospital where one died. And then the other one. I mean, because that's what you want to do if you're not trained. You you want to move people when they've been shot, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah that's mm. also the other the, the other mistake, and uh, the, yeah, the, the other thing. Maybe it led to the guy's death, but the one who's still alive is is uh, talking about suing the police because they weren't able to protect him, which is you that know, won't work. Living, yeah, but that's the thing. Despite living in Chaz, where you know they don't want you know no police are allowed, a cab, you know all cops are uh, you know bastards. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But it won't work anyway because the police have no obligation to protect. So even exactly. if the police were allowed to go there if they don't show up and as many places police won't show up when you call them or they're not there in the the amount of time that you need them they're not obligated to be there the government's courts the supreme court has ruled over and over again the police and any government agency has no obligation to protect you that's true so uh, back to the mayor since you, you asked about us so the mayor jenny durkin uh, you know, she's the mayor of Seattle, mm-hmm. so naturally she's, you know, very, very far to the left. Yeah, yeah, which is, you know, which a lot of people are surprised, but they despise her that much. And she's done nothing but defend the zone. Or the zone. She's said it was going to be, it was a summer of love. And then when people got shot, they interviewed her again, and she said she was clearly being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, she's met with the leaders, and she says how she just praises them, says how great it is. Then the quote leaders, which are just spokespeople, really, come back and then say how awful she was and how much mm. she lied. She is so. I mean, well, she probably is a liar. Oh, yes, yes. And so, um, after after like the third shooting, it was decided that it was time. You know, the the, the government seemed as if they were getting its stuff together, and or it grew a pair and was going to just just end the zone and, and kick people out. So a lot of people. Um, a lot of people on left, Sunday. right? Yeah, so a lot of people left, but that could also be because of the shooting, too, where they didn't feel safe. Uh, the last I heard was that people are staying in the precinct, right? They're occupying the precinct, which, you know, I mean, I, I have to say it does The police make precinct, okay. Yeah, uh, because, you know, it's easier to defend than just a whole six, you know, six-block radius. Interesting. So what you're saying is a bunch of the people have left, but there's some hardcores that are that are occupying now the actual police precinct that started when the when the police left that sort of kicked this all off. Uh, yes, that was the last I saw before heading to Forkfest. And, you know, internet is uh, you know I, I don't have as yeah. much. Access and you got to here internet. yesterday. Today there was a shooting, and uh, according to at least the article I read from mm-hmm. the BBC, uh, the you know the occupation it's you know Ch- Chaz Chop is still there in some capacity. So and it's going to remain, as I understand it. I mean. The police, the, the police. Sorry, I had a bug fly on me. Yep, it happens. The police will probably eventually actually go in and kick these people out. But until they do that, I mean, there is no incentive for these people to abandon the precinct. I mean, they've they've conquered the police station. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. but they're gonna get if they get surrounded, then their their incentive is going to be they will starve. Uh, It'll be because, a siege. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they you know I'm sure there may be some they may have some food in there, but it's probably not enough to last them any significant. Uh, amount of time and the um was a p- part of their demands against the police station that, that, that uh, so the police department that was met was not using tear gas or which uh, with tear gas maybe rubber bullets or any of like what they call the non-lethal you know crowd control weapons so they it will have to resort to a siege because they can't just uh, gas them out other gas. cities uh, apparently tried to start similar oh, yeah. things but were stopped by the police 
Portland but, uh, versus the Black House Autonomous Zone, which uh, took place in Washington D.C. across oh, really? from the White House. Yeah, versus I forget what what church it, I forget what church it was. It was called. Oh, but that got vandalized. Is this the church where uh, Trump went across the street? Yes, to? Uh, St. Okay. James, I, I think it is. I'm, the I, Catholic I, Church I think. for his little photo op with the Bible after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, if you want to stay, you're welcome to, Vincent. Uh, we may resume coverage here. Uh, we're just kind of playing it by ear, just taking it easy, having a good time here at ForkFest. You can go to ForkFest.party. I don't know if we're done for the day, or at least for today when we're recording it. It's still Thursday as you're listening to this. So you, will, you as you are listening, will have more Free Talk Live coming up, but it may be recorded on Wednesday. And we wonder uh, why we're confused on yeah. what day it is. Yeah, is <laughs> are you clear yet? All right, this is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. like that it's the future here we are on what is the second half of our thursday episode that we're now recording on wednesday so we did the first half of the show on tuesday now it's wednesday and it is uh well it's actually early afternoon when we're getting started today it was a late night for me last night and aria i think you too yeah. yeah Uh, So we're here, and that's okay because it's a slow start here at uh, week two of ForkFest. It's been raining basically every day, although yesterday there was, I would say it was more clear than it was raining. It rained in a spot here and there, but the day prior to that, it was rain all day long and all night. Today appears to have been raining since last night. Yeah, it's supposed to be stopping uh, sometime this evening, so hopefully that will prove to be true. Yeah, well, weather reports are a dime a dozen. They don't mean much to me, but being here is great, and it's great to be, you know, it's not too cold. It's actually pretty nice out right now, uh, despite the rain. A little little bit of rain doesn't bother me. There's tents where people can go. There's uh, Colin's got a party tent set up, which was just hopping last night. We popped in there. Somebody was singing, like, French karaoke. Yeah, they were. It was strange. Uh, it was actually, welcome, it was, but it was, it was Chris, strange. It was Chris Gronsky, actually, who was, uh, who was doing that. And there was a poker game going on, and there were people just kind of hanging out in there. There were at least, like, 16 people in this one tent that we walked into. And then across the way from that is the Quillage tent, which also had probably another 10 or 11 people in it. And that was just two tents right next door to one another. So these are some of the uh, the kind of the hangout tents that uh, the ForkFest attendees have set up here for people to just chill out at pretty much any time, day or night. And when the rain is stopped, you tend to see more people at uh, picnic tables and such. You and I, we had dinner over at Silver Dave's last oh, night. Man, he was packed last night. Congrats I think to he him. got almost everyone in the park to eat his food <laughs> yesterday. Because I know that one, uh, I think it was actually your tent, Ladies' Night Out, which you're involved in helping organize, that they had some food that they brought out. They were actually just trying to give away food. But everyone had already eaten over at Silver Dave's tent, so unfortunately their food went went cold or something. Not once. Well, we didn't have warmers. We we have them now. But, uh, yeah, not one single dish served. And we were were giving it away. Yeah. Silver Dave pwned it at like $20 a plate, too. Yeah. So people were willing to pay 20 bucks because they know 
he's got uh, a level of quality that's unmatched. Plus, he came around and he did the work to get the uh, the sales right. Like he oh, went, sure. he went around the campsite and asked people, "Hey, you you know, you want to order t- for tonight?" Uh, and apparently today he's doing uh, lunch as well as a dinner. You you he already is. ate yeah. uh, your breakfast over at Silver Dave. So uh, Silver Dave's providing a, a real high co- quality level of service. And I was actually just talking with the guy from Goldback last night, Jeremy Corden, who we first interviewed actually at Freedom Fest about a year ago. That was when I met him. Of course, we've been talking on and off about the Goldbacks here for the last most of the last year on Free Talk Live. Not because they're a sponsor, but because they're just that awesome. Uh, it's an amazing gold currency that that you can use in real life. It's like a tradable piece of gold artwork that has a very specific amount of gold in it. The the single is a uh, one one thousandth of an ounce of gold, and they're just so beautiful. And, and I was hoping they would go over well at, at this event, this one and, and the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and boy, did they ever. Yeah, they did. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I paid for my lunch with Goldbacks. Today, today you did. Yeah. Nice. And I paid for dinner yesterday with Goldbacks, I right. think. I mean, it's it's super convenient, and it's faster and it's faster I hate than to say crypto. it, but it's faster and easier to do that than it is to whip out my phone and yeah. scan a QR. Yeah, you whip out the phone, turn it on, put in your code, open the wallet, put in the code to get into the wallet, scan yeah. the QR code if you're ready, if, if the other person's ready, and then hopefully you've got the internet connection to detect the payment and... You know, that's not to say that I just, just, you know, dislike crypto. I love crypto. I spent 100% crypto, uh, cryptocurrency the last time I was here. So last year, yeah. I spent all cryptocurrency the whole time, and it was great. That this is this is basically a cryptocurrency festival in the woods, or an alternative currency festival because you can spend, you can avoid spending dollars the entire time. The only time you're I've here. spent dollars was to buy more gold. <laughs> Or crypto, <laughs> right? So. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time I've actually accepted dollars at all was when people wanted to buy some gold backs uh, from me. But otherwise, I've just been, you know, socking them away. And I'm, when I get back, I'm buying more gold backs with the dollars that uh, were given to For me sure. here. So it's been incredible success. But anyway, I was talking with a guy from uh, from Goldback, the founder at uh, Goldback.com last night and he was sharing with me some cool stuff including some of the artwork uh the draft artwork for the upcoming new hampshire gold backs and i gotta say i'm i was actually surprised because i've been telling people people have been asking well is there going to be a new hampshire gold back and I, i've been saying yes but the nevada artwork took like and the development or whatever took like five months so i've been saying toward the end of the year maybe it'll be sooner than that because they've already got some draft artwork done and it's only been a week that they've been working on it well so. like with most things i imagine they streamline the process and become a little bit more efficient maybe. each time so now, the, the, the nevada ones look fantastic oh my god yeah so he and, did send a couple of those yeah. along too now on goldback.com if you go to the news section you can see i believe they've got the 10 uh so goldback's got one 5, 10, 25, and 50 increments. Those are all of 1,000. So 50 1,000s, 10 1,000s, and so on of, a, yeah. of an ounce of gold. And I think they put the 10 up publicly, but he shared with us last night the, uh, tw- I think it was the 25 and the, no, he shared the 50 oh, and the, the 1. the 50's gorgeous. Man. It looks amazing. <laughs> and Phenomenal so- artwork. And I have to say, I appreciate how the artist is depicting almost, from what I've seen, oh. exclusively women All on the artwork. Yeah, they're doing like the Lady Virtues or something like that. Yeah. And uh, it's beautiful. The artist, whoever she is, is doing amazing work. It's she, the same she's artist. She's quite talented. Yeah, it's the same one who's doing Utah and Nevada and New Hampshire. So there's going to be a similar feel you know linking which the, is good. The three but they're all the imagery is all going to be different uh between them and so 
anyway, it was really cool to be able to see some of the New Hampshire artwork. It's just like a just like a hand drawn pencil sketch. It wasn't yeah. like high res, just a picture of a of a drawing. But it's I think it's gonna be cool, and he's really excited about it. He says he thinks that uh, maybe the most beautiful that New Hampshire's may be the most beautiful yet. So I mean, maybe he's well, blowing of course smoke. they will be. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know, it looks pretty good. I gotta say, so I'm excited about that. You can go to goldback.com, learn more. They actually just put a really lengthy history page up at goldback.com/history, where Jeremy writes the you know how this idea came about what was the genesis of the the gold back concept what did it take to get the ball off uh, you know get the ball on the road with this thing and oh i imagine it was very difficult i haven't had a chance to read the history article i yet, started but, it last um, night it's very in depth i would imagine it is uh, does it go into the history of like why he chose to do this or why he's pursuing it yeah i think it does i'm just in the beginning of it so i haven't really had a chance to uh, to dig too deep uh, into that, so we're here. Well, he's doing great work, regardless. Yeah. Oh, I had something else that uh, that he shared with me last night that I thought was interesting about how successful they've been there. He says they went from eighty thousand in sales a month to over five hundred thousand wow. per month. Just I guess recently. He doesn't say. Which, oh, he says in the past few months at goldback.com. So yeah, congratulations to him. So yeah. So it's it's popular. I mean, and understandably. I mean, people. People seem to instantly get it when they see the gold back. And that that's another nice thing about it versus cryptocurrency is there's not a whole lot of explaining you have to do. Yeah. Okay, it's 24 karat gold. It's one one thousandth of an ounce. It's usable. I mean, that's that's <laughs> it. Um, you know, people already understand gold. It's not a new concept. It's gold in hand. They get that. Yeah. And uh, so I had no problem whatsoever using gold backs for everything I've purchased here so far. All the food from multiple different vendors, uh, including vendors that uh, a couple of vendors that had never seen the gold back before. They had no preconception of what it was, and they were interested. The the only slight pushback I had was I asked the question at one vendor during the Porcupine Freedom Festival time last week, uh, late night vendor who I had not bought bought food yet from, and I said, "Do you accept gold?" And she says, "Oh no, we haven't uh, accepted gold yet, but we'll take crypto or Federal Reserve notes." And so I got out some some cash, and I also got a gold back out. And I said, "Well, this is what I was talking about when I said gold, because you know she was probably thinking like you know a tenth of an ounce or some sort of little sure. piece of gold." And when she saw that, she instantly changed her mind about awesome. accepting gold. So <laughs> so it made it uh, you know totally sold itself in yeah. that particular case, which it was does amazing. That. I mean, the only time I did not get someone to accept them was the hot sauce guy up the hill there. Oh, I mean, he's no longer here, it. but yeah. That's I mean, he took bad. Bitcoin. Yeah, so. missing out. He took Bitcoin core, strangely enough. No mm. Bitcoin cash or Monero. That is weird. Yeah, and no gold. Is- we got more coming up here. Uh, we're just uh, vamping about ForkFest here on another rainy day. There's still time for you to come up and join us for this weekend. We're going to be here until Sunday. Uh, go to ForkFest.party, and this is free. Talk Live. We're here on what is your Thursday, what is our Wednesday, uh, bringing you more shows and content here from ForkFest 2020, the fourth annual ForkFest. You can get a ForkFest.party. Learn more about the event. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com 
So if you would like to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, you need to get over to Bitcoin.com. They've got a great introductory section there. But it's not just for newbies. It's also for folks who have had a long-time experience with cryptocurrency. You can get the latest news headlines there at news.bitcoin.com. That's news.bitcoin.com. Lots of info. Check it out. Bitcoin.com. Ian and Aria in our remote studio here at the top of the hill, the beautiful Rogers Campground. We're in the RV zone. There's also a camping area. Uh, we were back there last night hanging out with Vincent at his fire, walking around. We walked around the whole park. It's a big park here, and there's a fair amount of people in it. Now, how many of them are here for ForkFest versus how many of them are just here because they're the park seasonals? It's really hard to, to know the difference because, well, if, if you want to know if somebody's here for ForkFest, you have to ask them. Yeah. Uh, unless they've got, like, you know, some obviously Liberty T-shirt or something like that where they're signaling that uh, they're they're part of the freedom movement. But, uh, the, you know, there was a group of people that were cranking some tool, I guess, yesterday over by a couple yeah, of the party tents were. who had showed up, I think, yesterday. And I said, hey, are you guys here for ForkFest? And they said, yep. Uh, and I'd never met them before. So there's definitely some people in the park who we're not familiar with that are here for ForkFest, which is a good thing. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. Very I'm, exciting. I'm glad to see it has been ex as successful as it has been. And, I mean, it's only Wednesday. It is only Wednesday. And, uh, you know, the, essentially the second week of ForkFest began on Monday. The first week, which uh, coincided with the Porcupine Freedom Festival, started on the 22nd. So some of us have been here going on our full second week, and it's been a great experience so far. The park is just full of cool people hanging out, getting to know each other, uh, seeing old friends, and, and having a good time. It's been great. Uh, there's news that we can talk about here, and uh, we've got a special guest host here. Welcome. Peakless Mountaineer. Peakless Mountaineer is his name. He's our new Sunday night uh, co-host, although you may be moving to Friday, maybe not. We don't know. We'll figure all that out uh, within the next few weeks. But uh, we've been talking about you know some of the cool things happening here with uh, vendors, for instance, accepting cryptocurrency and, uh, and goldbacks as well. Uh, then there was this cool thing that you announced yesterday, Aria, that you have launched an app for ForkFest. Yes, well, I didn't launch the app. I mean, it's it's a sourced app, right? You I contracted mean, for the app. Yes. Yes. There's a, there's a company called Eventify uh, that is doing apps, and they've got, you know, like a system, right? Like they yeah. have pieces that you can plug into this system and sort of boil up your own app, basically. There, you can include yeah. uh, X, but you can exclude Y features, and it's relatively affordable uh, to do this thing. We were looking because ForkFest... It's decentralized, yeah. so there's no central authority. There's no organizers except for each individual that is sure. attending. If you want to organize something, then you should do that. But then how do you promote it? How do you let people know that you exist? Well, they could walk by your campsite, but if you're all the way out at you know Site 181, seven aisles down in the RV zone, you're not going to necessarily get a whole lot of foot traffic out there. So what well, do you do? There is the ForkFest Telegram chat, but there is that. if you post something there, it's almost immediately going to get, you know, shoved off the screen by other conversations. So if you're trying to advertise something there, it's it's just not going to happen. Correct. Um and and so the ForkFest chat is good for in the moment uh having conversations live in the across the campground, hey, so and so, where are you or uh, I've got this thing available, we're serving breakfast or whatever. But like you said... I mean, ideally, we could get that sort of thing moved to the radios, right? Because it yeah. would be more efficient for that. 
True. Of course, not everybody's always listening to the radio. So, so there's a couple different methods of communication that have been dominant here over the last few years of ForkFest. There's two-way radios on a specific channel that people share, and then there's also this Telegram chat. But the problem with chat rooms and the problem with two-ways, the problem with two-ways is it's instantaneous. If you weren't listening, you don't hear it. Yeah. Uh, whereas with a chat room, at least you can scroll back and you, you, you don't have to miss anything in the chat room if you want to pay attention to it. Sure, but that can also be hundreds of messages yes, it in can the get span too of an cluttered. hour. Yeah. yeah, the chat room can get too cluttered, and so it's hard to really see what's going on. There is a forum, but it's fairly underused. There's not a whole lot of people posting to the forum for whatever reason. Well, no one reasons. wants to walk around you know, accessing a forum while they're at ForkFest. Well, I mean, if that were true, then no one would want to walk around accessing an app. I mean, ultimately, okay. these are both places where you can go to get a better organization of what's going on in, in a place. Because a true. forum is better for organization than a chat room because you can have different topics. Yeah. And that's the idea behind the app is, all right, well, the forum's not working very well because for whatever reason people don't like forums these days. Uh, they like their social media kind of things, and but we don't want to use Facebook. We don't want to use these social media things. Um, <laughs> Especially I mean, these days. Yeah, centralization is is definitely you know not desirable generally. I think. Although, if this, someone was to make a Fork Fest Instagram for the pictures that. here, that would be fantastic. I don't think anyone's done that yet. I don't think they have. So, if you're into the Instagram thing, feel free. And there are pictures being posted. To the Telegram chat, and uh, they're usually after the fact. We do like a thread on the forum of post all your photos here, and then upload it. We upload them to like Google like Photos. That. It worked out very well last year. Yeah, that seems to have worked uh, pretty well. But the idea behind this app is, well, people are used to apps. Number yeah. one, that's what they're used to. And it, it was kind of inspired by the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Sure. They've had an app for the last, I think, what, three years or something like that, uh, that they pay apparently through the nose to this yeah, company. it's going to be pretty pricey. Called Whova, uh, W-H-O-V-A. And it, it is a nice app, it right? It is. But um, trying to get, you know, just pricing information from them was a, a monumental headache. They want to price it. Yeah, they want to talk to you first. They want to talk, you know, hook you up with no. the sales guy, and he wants to figure out how much you can afford so they can price it based on, you know, what they think they can get out of you. That's the yeah. impression I got. So Eventify, I emailed them at like midnight a few nights ago. I was like, hey, I just want to buy the, the license to use this app. Mm -hmm. And within which is their business model by the way. Yes. Instead of instead of Whova where they charge you per user a certain fee based on the number of users that you have, so based on the number of tickets that you've sold <laughs> to your event. Well, Forkfest doesn't have tickets, so we're right. not selling anything, so we don't have any way of collecting money nor do we want to, right? There's if somebody charges you for a Forkfest ticket, you're being scammed. There's There's one thing I like you know, about the current the app that we're using, right? You, in order to get access to it, you have to buy a ticket, and the tickets are set at zero dollars. Right, so, so it's, it's free. Sort of, yeah, it sort of reinforces to people the idea that there is no ticket cost for ForkFest, and if you ever pay for a ticket, you've been ripped off. Yeah. Thankfully, that hasn't happened yet. No one has ever reported that somebody scammed them <laughs> trying to sell them a, a ForkFest ticket. But if this thing becomes very popular, it, that could happen uh, very well. at, at some point in the future. Although most people here are very, very honest. I was commenting to you the other night in my history of having come to these uh, Freedom Festivals. I don't think anybody's ever had anything really stolen from them in any sort of meaningful sense. Although I know Mikey I did say he lost a flag uh, this year. Did you ever find it, Mikey? Did that flag ever turn up? He says he's assumed – well, he does an honor system there, so yeah. people leave cash in, and it's hard to keep track of inventory on uh, something like that. Sure. But, you know, we can leave expensive radio equipment sitting out 
24 hours a day through the the overnight. I mean, it's not the most expensive equipment, but it's something. Uh, if, you know, if you're a crackhead, you can probably <laughs> pawn this board for you know 50 bucks or or 20 bucks. Yeah. Well, there's certainly an advantage to surrounding yourself with people who respect private property, property and property yeah. rights. Exactly. Yeah, and and that has been the case here for years. So uh, so anyway, this app has been, I think, a very good experience so far. You just launched it yesterday. You're still in the yeah. back end doing some configuration, and you're interacting with the uh, the people who are running the app, the Eventify people. And I just happened to find an article which was like Eventify versus Whova, where they were comparing themselves yeah. to uh, to Whova. I'm like, wow, this is incredible! Like the amount that you know of uh, features you get for just a couple hundred bucks. Basically. Yeah, it, it's feature rich. It's great. I mean, I I haven't even scratched the surface on everything that yeah. can be done with it but i mean that's to be expected when we try to roll out an app for in the an middle event, in the middle of, of an the event, event. <laughs> so, right well that better. it's been as successful as it has i think has yeah. been a, a testament to the software we've only been uh lightly promoting it for the last couple day last day i would say really it was just yesterday yeah, it, it went live about 24 hours ago yeah and there's already you said to me this morning what two dozen almost two dozen users yeah, i think it's 23 right now so that's a pretty good result uh initially there and and so you know it'll let people kind of advertise the the thing so there's like yep. the list for the exhibitors which we've never had before yeah. at uh, at fork fest and there's like a social thing where you can post like i was sitting down there with you at uh silver dave's eating dinner last night i got up took a picture just to test it out and i posted that to the social feed on this app it showed up so it seems to be working there's been a couple bugs that we found and you're in touch with the uh, the, the people that are running this thing but if this works out then um, they actually even allow you to do like a custom white label branded app of its own. Like so, right oh, now. You have, so people. Yeah. Could, oh, that may be why the download history in the Google Play Store is so low. Maybe I don't because know. people use that. So what they do effectively is we would have a Forkfest app that people Our own could download app. directly. Yeah. From. Well, we we have, we have to make that happen. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, if they, if they are as helpful as they've been and they do yeah. the things that we want, well, I mean, we can continue. Hold that thought. Uh, more coming up here. Hour three is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com Talk Live. We're at ForkFest 2020. Go to ForkFest.party and learn more about the event here. It is a decentralized event. So, yeah, I'm the webmaster of that website. But if somebody else wants to put up a better website, I'd love that. Like, because by no means am I the most talented webmaster in the world. I just am a guy who registered a website and, you know, have a guy who can put a WordPress up. And, you know, I'm pretty decent with putting things on a WordPress. But the whole point of the website is to d direct people to the different community-created things supporting ForkFest. So the app that we've been talking about here, if you're just tuning in, by the way, we're at a decentralized libertarian camping festival called ForkFest. It's Ian and Aria and Peakless Mountaineer. In the studio. Thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Uh, so we're talking about the app that you just released yesterday, Aria, and uh, that you know we're experimenting with this. And if it works out, then we may have a, a custom Forkfest app. So right now, 
there there's this Eventify app, and you can download the app, and then you search for Forkfest in the app, and then you can get in after you you know you have you have to get like a registered ticket, which again is free. So yeah. there's a there's a couple of steps uh, to jump through, but it's not it's not complicated at all. If you go to Forkfest.party, there's an app. No, you just have to you know go and buy a free ticket. Right. Which links it to your email address. Correct. Which then allows you to log into the ForkFest event yeah. with that email address. Yeah, and they, they do have like a login option for like I think a Twitter login and some other kind of – maybe it was Facebook. I'm LinkedIn. not sure which one. Was it LinkedIn? Yeah. So uh, I don't know if anyone's tested that aspect of it yet, but there are uh, alternative – I have not. That, that would be worth pursuing, though. Yeah, there are alternative login options uh, to this thing. The one-time password thing, that, that – they they have to resolve that. I mean, that's clunky that? and unhelpful. Like, the the app automatically logs you out regularly. And yeah, you that's not cool. No, and you can't just come back in with the username and password. You have to enter your email address, and, and then, then it get sends a code. you a one-time password. And right. in my experience, the one-time password is always the same. Really? Yeah. I, I have yet to receive yet. a different one-time That's password. a strange bug yeah. too, right? So they've got they've got a few bugs that they're I think they're going to work out, and hopefully they do because I, I like the idea of having an app. They do, and they've um, been very responsive. Kudos yeah. to the people at Identify, especially for, for the relatively small amount of money. What two fifty or yeah. something like that? I mean, for an app, I mean that's inc- that's an incredible price. Well, now that you're getting uh, exhibitions and things, that's uh, a really good thing to have because I noticed that uh, over the years, Porkfest has been uh, relying more and more on its app for mm-hmm. uh, the presenters and the all scheduling. of that. Scheduling. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of the scheduling. It's all on the app. You can't find it anywhere else. And if you want to know who's speaking when, that's just They did just have what a whiteboard this year. They yep, did. They had a, a whiteboard that they and would a lot of it uh, put was up on their website. that day's events on, on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to know, okay, well, if you had something to schedule, say, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, anywhere in there, and you're like, okay, I can do this at these times, who's speaking? Well, you had to have the app. Right. So going forward next year, if anybody wants to plan a thing well in advance, I mean, we can get the ball rolling on that. Just shoot me an email at aria at reformsatanicchurch.com. Yeah, because we plan to have this completely worked out by the time ForkFest starts next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, before, long before, because uh, we did talk to them, and apparently we can activate the next event immediately, right? So we don't have to wait until, like, the week before to start building a schedule and letting people add the things they want to add. But one of the things that we really want to do is, and I think I can speak for us both on this, uh, is have a decentralized scheduling aspect to this because right now somebody has to come to you and say aria i've got this thing i'm doing it's at this campsite it's at this time and then you've got to go into the admin and put that in right what we want to be able to do is have anybody who's attending this festival go ahead and just create their own thing on the schedule you, you mean you don't want to run it through a board for approval god Dear no god no no <laughs> and that's that's no, just more ian work for is, her yeah ian is exactly right i i want everyone to do this themselves so that i don't have to add people's events and stuff like that like that's what i've been doing this morning is adding the events that are coming up tomorrow and the right. day after and it's tedious it's, and it's exhausting and i it's data entry yeah i have better things to do with my time and, honestly and if something changes then that person is going to have to get in touch with you and say oh we're moving it from 1 p.m to 3 p.m. We're moving it from campsite A to campsite B, and then you've got to go in and update all that info. Whereas if it's done in a decentralized basis, which is the nature of this festival, so even though the app itself is centrally hosted by this company, uh, it would still it should be decentralized in, in that the content should come from the attendees directly. So that way you can administer your own thing. And there are some really cool features on this app, and I think one of the coolest ones is the map feature. 
So last night somebody went over the two-way radio and they said, uh, hey, uh, Ian, are you out there? Uh, somebody wanted to see you at uh, RV Site 85. And I'm like, oh, I don't know where that is. I mean, I kind of have some general idea. I know it's not all the way down. I know it may be sort of mid-pack in the, the RV zone. But I pulled up the app, and I pulled up the map of, on, on the app, and there's – little uh, like highlighted squares. It on... is an interactive map, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. So, fantastic. So she scanned in the map of the uh, the campground and then put little interactive uh, icons on the map, basically nearby the campsites where people are doing things. So like, And the map Dave. was something noticeably missing from the Porkfest app. I mean, you had they to get... They don't have a map there? I, I couldn't that's find so it anywhere. That's so funny, because I stole I the to... Porkfest app. I stole <laughs> the that map. map. Huh. <laughs> I couldn't find it anywhere. I had, well, to go wasn't to the, the uh, I had to go to the Rogers campground. I had to find their little uh, thing of a map in order to find any of these places where right. they had events. Right. And, well, in this case, uh, you used a map from a pre- previous... Porcupine Freedom Festival. Yes, right? but we we will have our own map. Next yeah, year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnson's going to come back. He's uh, of course a longtime co-host here on Free Talk Live. He's a pro graphics designer. He went to school for that, and he made the original Porcupine Freedom Festival map way back in the day. Until he got pulled off of the project. <laughs> For hiding a little Easter egg, he put a, a little tree. He like had a really detailed Rogers Campground map that he made from scratch. It was beautiful, and it had little trees all over the place. Well, one of them was shaped like a phallus. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, yeah. it is a requirement that there be at least one phallus hidden in the Fork Fest the new map, map for yeah. next year. Yeah, <laughs> So that's going to be great because it was a beautiful map. And so I, I, I'm excited. I think this is going to be cool. The, the app has a lot of potential. And you know what? Again, it's decentralized. So you know, if you're a, a pro app programmer and you can whip up an app that can defeat this one, please. By all means. Whip up an app. Uh, but for right now... This is a thing, and it's happening here, and people seem to be interested in it, so we're going to see how far this can be developed. If they can do what we're going to ask them to do, which is to decentralize the content creation on this, then we've got a perfect app at that point. Well, I've emailed him about that. I just got a response, but I don't think he understood the question that I was asking, so Mm -hmm. I clarified it a bit more. But they've been extremely responsive. Yeah. And, and if they keep up the good work here, then that's all the more reason to pay them yeah. a little bit extra. It's not that even that much more. It's like twice or a little more than twice, two or three times as much. And you get your own dedicated app in the iPhone and Apple app, you know, or the uh, Android app stores. I mean, plus the dedicated app is more customizable. So those little yeah. icons the down icons. at the bottom that we don't need for like speakers and stuff like right. that. I assume all of that can be moved around and shuffled. Must be. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. I mean, how? How, how difficult could that be? It can't, it can't be too difficult. Uh, so check that out. Go to ForkFest.Party, especially if you're coming up. If, if you're this weekend, go ahead and download the app now. Yeah. Uh, get registered for that. There's a step-by-step process. Just go to app.ForkFest.Party or go to ForkFest.Party, and you'll see Get the Event app is right there at the top nice. uh, of the screen. So check that out. Uh, as we continue, let's get into some of the news here. Uh, Peakless Mountaineer, you brought up a, a story that came across the headlines. I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before that. YouTube has once again targeted channels for takedown, and uh, one of those channels belongs to a man by the name of Stefan Molyneux. And one of the interesting things I found in every article that I could find on this, every single one of them sandwiched his name between uh, David Duke and uh, Richard Spencer to, uh, you know, very well known. Associate him with him. Right. So, you know, very well known to be on the uh, the white supremacy uh, aisle of things. Well, I... 
it seems like old Stefan Molyneux has gone down that road too. And uh, I, I, I by no means, I, I haven't heard anything of his that actually goes down that. Um, there, there is a way of taking it that direction uh, because mm-hmm. he does go into the the race and IQ stuff, and uh, a lot of people can. And he seems a little obsessed with it. He uh, he does this thing that is called quote race realism, and this is code basically for racism. Uh, it's just they they cloak it in well we're scientists and science says this about people from Africa and science says this and you know basically shoves people into groups ignores the individual and and it, and it results in some kind of ugly behavior and well he's gone out of his way on several occasions I mean seriously it must be dozens of times that he's pointed out these are for groups you can never judge an individual by the group that they're in I'm glad that he's adding that qualifier I mean, to isn't it. he also the creep that was tweeting about Taylor Swift's ovaries and eggs I don't know let's continue the discussion here in moments more with uh, free talk live we're from Forkfest. Free Talk Live. We're at Forkfest 2020. You can go to Forkfest.party. Learn more about the event. Not too late if you're in New England. Come on up here to Rogers Campground, the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. This weekend, we'll be here until Sunday, so you still got plenty of time to join us. Also, Free Talk Live brought to you by AnyPay, which will assist you in accepting cryptocurrency payments at your local business, uh, allowing you to take it in real life uh, from customers at your brick-and-mortar store. Or maybe you're a service provider and you go to your customers' homes. You can take it uh, via your cell phone or tablet as you, uh, you know, as you bill them for your services. AnyPay makes it super easy. You can get the AnyPay cash register app on either the Google or Apple app stores. Or just go to anypayinc.com to learn more about what uh, AnyPay is doing. You can accept Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV, and even Dash through their service. They even just added a, a stablecoin. They're sort of experimenting with that now, which is uh, interesting. So head over to uh, anypayinc.com. And again, you can uh, download their AnyPay cash register app. It takes just a moment to get it set up and get you set up for accepting cryptocurrency at your business. It doesn't get any easier than the AnyPay system, and there's no cost to you. You don't have to pay a fee to AnyPay to do this. It's amazing. Uh, it's AnyPay Cash Register on the App Stores. Check that out as we continue here. Ian Aria, Peakless Mountaineer, in our remote studio at the beautiful Rogers Campground. Peakless, you were just telling us about this uh, Stefan Molyneux ban from YouTube. I, I've had the story sitting in my show prep here for a few days now. They banned... What they describe here at The Verge as several prominent white supremacist channels, including those belonging to Stefan Molyneux, David Duke, and Richard Spencer. Now, you're saying here, Peakless Mountaineer, that Stefan Molyneux, who, by the way, for listeners who are unfamiliar, this guy actually has been at the Porcupine Freedom Festival as a guest speaker in the past, back when he was a principled liberty-minded person he might probably would have described himself as an anarchist i think um as far as i'm aware he still does although uh, a lot of us have really uh, didn't he advocate that people vote for donald trump in 2016 yeah uh, it really comes back to the uh the I mean, open it's borders debate well so the open borders debate has been a very uh divisive issue for libertarians real honest libertarians you can take two different, very different views, and both of them can be very, very reasonable based on what you're. Uh, what's the re- What's the uh, two views, and which one? Are, you know, why are they both reasonable? Well, so the uh, the side of uh, libertarianism that is foreclosing the borders basically is wrong. they don't exist. Those aren't libertarians. But go yeah. ahead. 
<laughs> well, the idea is that uh, by uh, changing the voting patterns over time, you will end up with a more and more authoritarian uh, system. Yeah, that's just straight up fear mongering, and that is designed to get people to be afraid of immigrants. Uh, it's designed to get people to think that every immigrant coming in here is going to be a socialist and they're evil and we need to stop them and we need the state in order to stop them. And anytime you hear somebody say in one breath that they're a libertarian and then in another breath say we need the state to do X, you don't have a libertarian. You've got somebody who doesn't understand that issue. They don't I mean, understand what they're asking for. There's also the fact that the, the government is a mythological entity that doesn't really exist and cannot own property. There are humans who believe in the government, however. Sure, but a there lot are also that. unicorns who believe, there are also people who believe in like fairies and stuff. True, but the people who believe in fairies thing. likely won't kill you over their belief system and the government people will. I don't know, Christians were pretty good at that for a while. <laughs> well, when they had a government to do it. Yeah. Well, well so they the, still do. So the other viewpoint, right, the the libertarian viewpoint is you shouldn't be able to use violence against peaceful people. And that includes to stop them from traveling from one point where they have a permission to be to another point where they have permission to be. And now, arguably, if indeed we lived in a place with true private property rights, then you would be able to stop someone from crossing through your land, uh, for instance. But. Most people don't believe private property rights extend all the way up into the sky forever, so you wouldn't be able to necessarily stop somebody from flying over uh, that land. So as long as – if I can be here and Aria has her home over there and I want to go to that place, but there's some guy in the middle who wants to shoot me because of that, well, if I go over or under or around that, that guy, he shouldn't have any right to shoot me. Well, I okay. think historically um, a person owns their land to the, from the center of the earth to the upper layers of the stratosphere. Is that historic? Because most people don't so. believe that to be true. Uh, for instance— I think it was 64 miles was what the uh, international agreement was. You don't get to just launch a surface-to-air missile at an airplane uh, because they fly over your house. I mean, but you should be able to. No, They're I don't think you should. Okay, and let's and say I think you're on, overlooking on, the real argument with, uh, on, with the borders, let, and I'd let, like to come back to that. Let's say people can fly like Superman. Okay, mm -hmm. Superman flies and just hovers over your house 15 feet above the ground. Is mm -hmm. he not trespassing? Uh, that's a, an interesting question. I, if it's 15 feet, then yes, he probably is. But the argument that I've heard that, that I like the best as far as you know, how high up do your property rights go is that you need to homestead. So if you've got an antenna, for instance, a tower that goes up 100 feet into the, the air, you've homesteaded that, that area, right? Like it's not okay for somebody to crash a plane uh, into your antenna tower. That's your property. Well, that's generally not okay anyway, right? No, it's not. <laughs> but the point is you there's have also some... The, there's also the uh, easement argument mm -hmm. uh, that as it applies to waterways would apply to skyways. So you've gotten used to that section of your uh, property being uh, free and clear in the air so that you can, say, see the sunset or what have you. So mm -hmm. if someone then puts something up in that, uh, in the way of your uh, view that uh, cuts down your easement. Yeah, so this is the idea that you have a right to someone else not doing something to their property if it bu if it bugs you, basically. Like, See, I would disagree with that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you have a right to do that. Well, easement's a, a much weaker argument by far. If if you want to preserve your view, so if you've got a nice view of the mountains, like we do here at Rogers Campground, but uh, I mean, incredible view of the mountains. If there's a property, by the way, for sale right across the street, which if somebody wanted to I buy mean, that Rogers property, Campground is also for sale. That's true. But if somebody wanted to buy that property 
and then put up a huge building, it would block your view of the mountains. You bought the property expecting you're going to have that view. Turns out somebody had different plans for the other property next door, and now you don't have that view anymore. Well, if you really cared that much, you should have bought the property in front of the mountain, right? Like you should have bought the view, basically, if that's yeah. something that was super important for you uh, to retain in the future. I would agree with that assessment. Yeah. All right, so you wanted to go back to Right, so... It's not so much that by entering the country they are uh, you know, doing something terrible. It's the idea that by entering the country they are taking over the voting power and essentially grabbing the gun in the room that is the state. I mean, someone's going to control the state. It doesn't matter to me whether it's people who came here from Mexico or people who came here from England. As long as there's a state, one group or another is going to control it. I, and and I, I, I would rather of, it be controlled by people who want to either keep it as as large as it is or reduce its size and scope. Okay, there's but, no reason to believe that the average person who immigrates here from Mexico doesn't want a smaller government. That's the fear-mongering that goes on. Yeah. The, the people who – and look, the fact is a lot of these people are absolute bigots – they are just making excuses for their belief system. They just don't want more brown people. And they here. want to they want to fearmonger about uh, immigrants. And it's ridiculous, in my opinion, to to have this belief that oh well, people who immigrate here are more likely to be socialists. Where's the evidence for that? Uh, the, I've known plenty of people who've immigrated here who are some of the hardest working people who wanted to get away from socialism. They wanted to get out of governments across the planet that are oppressive and terrible, and they wanted to have a chance at, uh, at some freedom. In fact, the socialism rot is coming from within, not from without. Yeah, sure. And immigrants are more likely, far more likely than the average American, than a, a native-born American, to be entrepreneurs and start their own business. More coming up. Free Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the liberty movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building? so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Talk live at Forkfest 2020. Go to Forkfest.party. You can learn more about the event, but better yet, get on up here if you can, because we're here all the way until Sunday when we will be heading back to our Keen Studios. And uh, it's been a great uh, couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to seeing who shows up this weekend. If we're going to see a different crowd than we saw during the Porcupine Freedom Festival, we're already seeing some different faces, newbies uh, showing up here at Forkfest. Sometimes uh, some first timers. We've seen a bunch of people coming back as well, which has been cool. So uh, it's Ian and Aria and Peakless Mountaineer in the studio. We were getting hot and heavy on the immigration topic, which does tend to get people riled up because there's a lot, lot, lot of fear-mongering out there about them immigrants. They just want to take our jobs and turn it into a, turn this country they into a socialist hellhole. These are some of the uh, the claims out there about these folks. I don't believe it personally, About based on my experience personally with immigrants, based on some of the statistics out there that suggest that immigrants are more likely to be entrepreneurs. An entrepreneur is far less likely to be a socialist. Uh, immigrants are people... Definitely. Who are leaving a place. They wanted to get out of some place. And there's no doubt, you know, if you're coming from a socialist place, you may be more likely to have socialist ideas. But also, 
you may be more likely to say socialism sucks. I know I've lived it, right? Like if, if you've lived in socialism, you want to get out of that. And I think that uh, really uh, getting getting off track here by uh, – Really, by arguing a point that we don't actually disagree on, but I'm just trying to present the argument for... You are for, presenting it, yes. I am presenting the argument for closed borders. Mm -hmm. And more to the point is not whether the argument is correct. Mm. More to the point is, do we get to hear that argument? Is this an argument that we can actually listen to what people's perspective are? Because, I mean, we can't Molyneux, Molyneux is no dummy. No, he's a very smart guy, and so, so is Christopher Cantwell. So to, uh, to hear intelligent people present a different argument is really a valuable thing to our society. It's important. No, I totally agree with you. Like, I don't support uh, banning people's speech, right? But I also support private property rights, and YouTube is a private place, and if Not they really. want to— It is. It is a private company. Not now, you could really. argue There's they get money from governments. A lot. So there is that. A lot of a lot of uh, government money goes into them. Uh, a lot of the uh, original setup of YouTube was uh, like before it was owned by before Google. Google. Yeah, was uh, very much uh, in the hands of the government. Okay, well, th and then you get into a question of well, how much government funding does an entity have to receive before they are a government entity, and then all these you know mandatory free speech rules and things like that have to apply to them. What's the what's the threshold? Is it five bucks? Is it five hundred dollars? Is it five hundred thousand dollars? Because right now, uh, there's a ton of businesses who've applied for government handouts, uh, and and I really hope that all of them will uh, follow the uh, the Bill of Rights. Well, I don't think that just because the government has given you a handout means that all of a sudden you're a government agency. But I do understand the argument that suggests that. If the government's giving you a majority of your funding, maybe there's an argument there to say that these people are essentially a government agency. And, uh, you know, we certainly don't want to have the state have some sort of weaselly way around avoiding recognizing people's rights by having some private contractor do all their work. Right. So, like, I can see where that's coming yeah, that's from. That's how you end up with the CIA. But on the other hand, uh, Chris Wade, who's one of our co-hosts here on Free Talk Live, he runs a privacy-centric business. He sells computer parts, parts and like you know uh, laptops and things like that with yeah. Linux and you know really privacy-oriented guy. I mean, Chris, there's no doubt about it, is a huge critic of the state. He gets on the air with us and he's anti-state and you know pro pro freedom and real principled guy, but. The opportunity came up to get get a handout from, uh, from the federal government, one of these business loans that they've been doing over the whole COVID response thing. They've been handing out money hand over foot, and I'm I'm pretty sure he went for that. He yeah, I think he told me that he you know put in the application uh, to get that handout. Oh, so, that's disappointing. Though. Well, is it though? I mean, you can't blame. I, mean, I was somebody. never a fan of Chris doing business with the government. Well, in that the first was the place. other point I was going to make because he, he does enable them to drop bombs on people, whether he wants to admit that or not. And he and I have argued extensively about this. I'm not saying anything I haven't said to, to him. him. Right. Uh, look, but that was the but other he, point I was going to make. But he brags about being the only source of some of the stuff that the government requires in order to do their business. And the business that the government is in is murdering people. Well, that is some of the government's business, but some of it's just pushing paperwork around and doing stupid crap like welfare. But it's all but, part of the same apparatus, right? The, the accountant if who is if pencil pushing is just as responsible as the— Not necessarily. Well, um, you, if you're giving you, you money have to, to— You have to imagine it as, as any other mafia. And sure, mm -hmm. a mafia might do plenty of other things. Uh, yeah. Plenty of mafias are actually very involved in their communities. and Like the Yakuza. Uh, 
Yeah, doing uh, welfare for community okay, and all sorts Okay, but dude, of I'm not going to say that the guy who's clearing the streets during the wintertime with a plow truck in Keene, New Hampshire, is somehow responsible for the police beating somebody's head against the pavement. Okay, I'm not going to say that the guy who is, you okay, know, fixing you the that. sewer main, uh, so, you know, the S continues to flow into the sewers from my house, I'm not going to say that that guy is somehow responsible for bombs being dropped on children in the Middle East. Certainly there's, not responsible for those things. There. They so, are, however, being well, but paid on, the point by make, those actions. But that's no, also local the, government versus federal government. There's plenty of nonviolent people. Would you people. say that the IRS workers, the auditors, are as responsible? The IRS is absolutely funneling money into the military-industrial complex. So I'll give you that one for sure. Uh, but there's other people who it's not they're not connected with the violence. They don't know it exists. They're not involved in funding it through the government. I'm not going to blame those people for it. Um, a lot of them, some of these government people would have jobs in the absence of the coercive state. Right. There would probably still be teachers, for sure. instance, uh, in you know an absence of a coercive monopoly. So I'm not going to blame somebody for taking welfare if it's out there for them. I also don't blame somebody for doing business with the government. It's not right for me, but if it's a way that somebody can get some revenue in for their business and and you know keep keep business alive, somebody's going to sell them the thing that they need, right? Like if it's a computer part or a modem or something like that, somebody's going to do it. Why shouldn't it be somebody that we know? Because then they can roll that money into something more productive. Uh, I, I get it. That well, it's if you dirty. can delay them for ten seconds finding a new source, yeah, how many lives did you save? Well, it depends. Are you selling modems to the government agency that is issuing welfare checks, or are you selling modems to you know the government agency that's dropping bombs? I think there's a difference there. Now, they're all funded coercively, so I don't support the funding mechanism, but the fact is they're going to spend some money. The question is, who's going to take it? And I, while it's not right for me personally, I'm not going to come down on somebody who I know to be a principled, liberty-minded person simply because they've decided to take a welfare check from the state. You know, and, and even I have. I will say this. There was a time when a um, tenant of mine in the past was unable to pay their rent, and one of the things that government, local governments in New Hampshire are tasked with doing by the, the system is to help people who are in need of temporary rent uh, assistance. So was I taking welfare? Well, someone could say yes, but another way that one could look at it was I was just taking back some of the money that I already paid in property taxes. So I have to pay $8,000 a year in property taxes on the property that I live in, and the other side is the property that I that I rent. It's a duplex. So if I get $1,000 back, which is what it was, it was like a $1,000 check that I got, I got 1000 of my own dollars back. Is that truly welfare? No, I, I would say that <laughs> is definitely not. But I asked them for a favor. You know, I asked them for this this service that they provide. Technically, I didn't ask. It was the the tenant who put in the application, but I had to sign it, right? So it had to go through me uh, as the landlord. So you know, it gets murky out there. It certainly there, does. Right? It certainly does. It does. And so I don't think that we benefit by attacking. You know, our, and I'm not saying you guys are attacking. I'm just saying generally, I don't think we benefit by attacking people who are generally pretty principled folks for taking uh, the government money. I wouldn't want to do it because I know there's always strings attached as far as like the the federal government handouts for the COVID thing. Well, my issue know. isn't so much the taking of their money as much as it is the providing them with the equipment they need in order to operate. Mm -hmm. So you're all right then with the business loans that are being handed out. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it's unfortunate that he accepted one, but I'm not going to get upset about it. I, I, I took my stimulus check there and my $1,200 well, bribe. You cashed the check? Okay. A lot of it comes back to exactly what you were saying. Okay, they've already stolen $8,000 from me. So right up until $8,000, you're not really stealing money. You're just you're giving back reclaiming. what has already been stolen from me. Hold that thought. We can continue here in moments from Rogers Campground. This is Fort Fest. We're Free Talk Live broadcasting here. Talk live at ForkFest 2020. You can go to ForkFest.party. That's a you know, pretty simple website that will give you a brief overview of what's going on here. You can check out the uh, ForkFest app if you're coming up. Uh, you should definitely hop on to that. And it's definitely not too late for you to join us here. Ian, Aria, and Peakless Mountaineer in our remote studio here at the top of the hill at the beautiful Rogers Campground. Uh, been enjoying this festival so far. It's been, you know, it's been small. Of course, ForkFest tends to be smaller than the porcupine freedom festival the pork uh, porcupine freedom festivals i think they hit their 17th year this year and fork fest is only in year number four and we still don't know what the end of the week's going to look like i know there's some people who are planning on coming up tomorrow uh because they're getting you know they took a day off they took friday off uh from work and they want to have a long weekend here uh so there's still folks in the working world haven't had a chance to uh, to come on up so we may see an increase and there's also some just some regular folks who are going to be coming to the park for their annual independence day fireworks that they do here so it's going to be good to be able to kind of mix in with some uh, some folks that may not know the ideas of liberty it's important to bring these ideas to other people not just you know hang out in our own little club with ourselves right it's important to talk to folks and uh, reach out of the echo chamber yeah reach out of the echo chamber meet people where they're at try to communicate uh, to them on uh, whatever their level of uh, of understanding of these ideas are because the more people hear about these ideas the more they will consider them and that's why this whole migration, which is one of the points of ForkFest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival, is to show off what it's like to actually be around other people who have a similar mindset. To, to be around liberty-minded folks, libertarians, voluntarists, anarchists, you can be around those people all year long. It doesn't have to just be a week or two in the woods in New Hampshire. There are some great communities here in New Hampshire. Manchester is loaded up with uh, with activists. Portsmouth, uh, Keene. I'm sure there's some other people in like Concord and whatever. But there's literally thousands of people who have made the move here as part of either the Free State Project or decentralized, like the, the Shire Society. But people who care about freedom coming to the same place together and getting active. Now, what does that mean? It could mean doing political action. Ari is running for sheriff, for instance, in uh, Cheshire County. Uh, Indeed. It, it could mean doing media outreach like we're doing here. We're talking on the radio. And one of the most important things that we do is uh, cryptocurrency. I mean, actually yes. being able to exchange goods and services for cryptocurrency or even goldbacks is yep. a very important thing to have. I think so, too. It's become even more important over the last decade, that sort of activism. We had a sort of a, a stint with a lot of civil disobedience and stuff like that. And that was a lot of fun, but it's not really very sustainable because you can only get arrested so many times before they start really racking up the charges and the, and the jail time. Uh, of course, you can always go to victimlesscrimespree.com and see a documentary film we made about that. But uh, economic activism, like you're talking about, Lee, is important because we can, if we can undermine uh, the state's money system, then that's one of the best strikes against the the uh, the warfare state yeah. that we can possibly do. Uh, you know that is so important to take the power of money 
out of the hands of the state, out of the hands of the Federal Reserve, which is you know the agency that basically empowers them to have endless uh, money printing, the semi-private bank, if you will, that, that empowers them. If we can take the power of money out of their hands and put it into the hands of the individual to decentralize the power of money, it's... I still think we've not even really scratched the surface on what that's going to mean for the, the paradigm shift that that means. Like to, it's hard to really explain to people how important of a concept that is, because you know, Bitcoin's like this thing. Oh, it's worth nine thousand dollars per Bitcoin. Oh, it's on the internet. You can buy things with it. There's like a certain level of understanding. Oh, Bitcoin, neat. Okay, cool. I guess businesses are accepting it. That's good. It could go up in value. That's good. So, like, there's some good reasons just on the yeah. surface to get involved with cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. But the fact that you are literally undermining the most established government money system on the planet with every dollar that you take from your wallet and you put into cryptocurrency or into alternatives like goldbacks, for instance, yeah. anything that's not issued by the state, by any state, not just the federal government in the U.S., but you know Mexico, Canada, all across the planet, all these central banks, every dollar or every euro or every yen or whatever that you can take out and you can put into these alternatives takes value out of the hands of the state. It takes value out of the hands of these people who will murder with your, your money. And that really is the most amazing part about this. So in history, they say that uh, the, the American Civil War was the first modern war. And to a very large degree, that's true. And what you see there is the first time that we'd really implemented fiat currency for warfare purposes. Mm-hmm. And World War One would have been completely impossible without fiat currency That's by right. all of the all of the belligerents in it. And they put the central bank in place right before World War One. Immediately before. They? Yeah. So it allows the the federal government and this is true of all central bank currencies, it allows them to inflate the money supply and steal value from you. So if you were you know, you thought you were being smart by saving your dollars and then they go and print three trillion more well, now the dollars you have are not worth as much as they were prior to the printing of the $3 trillion, And it is the sneakiest so. way to steal things. Yes. Because there's no pushback. You can't even see the the loss of value. Correct. Sometimes they even do it at just the right rate. So instead of uh, prices going up at all, prices simply fail to go down when they mm-hmm. would have when that technology improves. That's right. It's a very sneaky system, and it's uh, so important to talk about these things. And that's what makes uh, cryptocurrency and, and even the goldback such important uh, outreach tools. And the goldback is especially useful because it's visible. You can see it. People can hold it in their hand. It's a conversation starter. Oh, it, man, yeah, it is. It gives you the excuse to talk <laughs> and to people. And freaking gorgeous. Yeah, and it gives, the people, it gives you the excuse to talk to people about real money and explain these things to them. And it's not complicated. To explain inflation, it just takes a moment. Yeah. It takes somebody paying a little bit of attention to realize that this scam has been going on for generations, and it needs to stop. Well, inflation is a simple concept to uh, to really understand. Like if you have a sheet of paper, mm-hmm. I tear it in half and I give it back to you. Well, you still have one sheet of paper. That's true. The problem is the amount of paper that you have has been reduced. That's but one it's way still defined it. as one sheet of paper. It's hard to see that when it comes to dollars, as Peakless Mountaineer pointed out, because when they increase the money supply, they're not tearing your dollars in half. You still no. have 
the same amount of dollars. So it looks like you've got the same amount of value, but the reality is the value of the dollar has been declining over time due to this process. And so when you look at what a dollar can buy today versus what a dollar could buy 100 years ago or even 20 or 30 or you know, 50 years ago, it will not buy as much. No. And anyone who's gone to the grocery store uh, over the last few decades and looked at the amount of groceries that you can get for $20 or $100, it is not what it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. It just keeps getting worse. The value of the dollar continues to decline. And, uh, and this is while our ability to make groceries is just is exponentially better. increasing. Correct. The efficiency of the manufacturing processes are always getting better, but yet because of inflation, because of the federal government, uh, the value just keeps getting stolen from people. So it's one of the most important forms of activism, and, and that's really done fairly well here in New Hampshire. But we need more people. I mean, I can't stress enough how early on we really are in this process. Even though a few thousand people have moved as part of this political migration, we need thousands more. We yes, need we because we really because do. of every thousand people, you're going to get you know 20% of them who are real doers, 20% of them who are going to do more than just like go out and vote or maybe talk to their neighbors here and there or whatever but people who are going to go above and beyond the super activists and it may not even be 20 percent or super activists it may well, only it's be, be five a square or 10 root really like yeah. a square root of what gets done is going to get uh, done by that number of people yes yeah. so that's why we need 20,000 40,000 50,000 people to move here so we can get you know 5,000 solid rock solid killer activists and if we can do that uh, we have more activists than the Republicans and the Democrats would combined at that point. And right now, we're giving them a run for their money. Right now, if you look at the number of people that are like doing things for the major political parties, we're pretty competitive. Uh, with those folks, and they're scared. That's also a good reason, as you point out, you know, to reach people who are already here. Because yeah. it's, it's not that people necessarily have to move here. There's already a very strong liberty oriented mindset there to is. the people of New Hampshire. It is the live for your dynasty. I can't think of anywhere else where they even know what the state's motto is. But here, <laughs> here everyone will be they happy to tell you exactly what the state's motto is. I mean, it is ironic that they put it on the license plate because uh, kind of, yeah, you're not living free <laughs> if you have the state's tag on your car. Uh, but of course, most of us do, with, the ex with a few exceptions. There sure. are some real brave souls out there who... Well, I mean, they'll shoot you. At they the could. End of the day. They very well could. Odds They're are they a big won't. fan of uh, kidnapping you, stealing your property if you don't do exactly what they say. We got uh, more to say about various different issues. There's all kinds of uh, interesting stuff in the news as well that you know we can definitely talk about. Uh, there's still some folks on the campground that we've yet to interview, so I'm sure we're going to have some more interviews before this uh, this weekend is up. Uh, coming up, we can talk about some of these policing reforms that are being proposed and apparently being implemented in Los Angeles. At least the first step. We'll explain to you what that means. Uh, coming up tomorrow on uh, tomorrow's show, uh, this is Free Talk Live. We're going to continue uh, with more broadcasting throughout the weekend here from Rogers Campground, the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Go to ForkFest.Party to learn more. This is Free Talk Live. The monetary evolution comes to Las Vegas. Crypto Vegas is a one-day event featuring some of the brightest and most innovative minds in blockchain technology. Juan Galt, Anastasia Sergeyevna, Lynn Ulbricht, Jim Bell, Elise Sam, Float CEO Kingsley Edwards, and more. Tickets start at $20.20, and you can save 10% on VIP tickets using code FTL at CryptoVegasConference.com. July 18th, join Free Talk Live at CryptoVegasConference.com. 
This is a Corona Crisis Self-Reliance Alert. If you're worried about the power grid in the current crisis and want to generate your own supply of off-the-grid electrical power just in case, pay close attention. Here's why. A limited supply of solar backup generators will be available again in the next two weeks. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical backup power when you get off the grid. And unlike gas generators, these solar generators run quietly, emit no fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Dangerous weather, social unrest, or overloaded grids this summer will not be a problem if you go to MySolarBackup.com and get your solar backup generator. We regret that supplies are limited and only available on a first-come, first-served basis. Check availability at MySolarBackup.com. Never suffer painful power outages again. Go to MySolarBackup.com. That's MySolarBackup.com.